This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, May 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, two brothers who were allegedly shot by their mother in Upper Makefield Township have died. Authorities say 38-year-old Trin Wynn shot her two boys, 13-year-old Jeffrey J.T. Teeny and 9-year-old Nelson Teeny, last Monday inside their home. The brothers died from their injuries on Friday, the Council Rock School District announced. Wynn was facing attempted murder charges before the death of her children. The charges are expected to be changed now that the children have died. Wynn is also charged with trying to shoot and kill her 22-year-old neighbor the same day she allegedly shot her children. She reportedly handed him a box of photos to give to her ex-husband. Police say when uh, he turned around to face Wynn, she was pointing a black revolver in his face. The neighbor wrestled the gun away from Wynn after it didn't fire. She then fled to Washington Crossing United Methodist Church where she was arrested. Court records show Wynn was in an ongoing dispute with her landlord uh, over more than 11000 thousand dollars in unpaid rent on april 18th the judge issued an order informing win to move out of the home she shared with her children a puppy that was stolen from the Pennsylvania SPCA's Philadelphia headquarters has been located, according to officials. The PSPCA said surveillance video captured a woman stealing Wendy, a white terrier mix, out of her kennel at 2.19 p.m. on Sunday. <clears throat> she then placed the puppy in her purse before leaving the building. Wendy was already adopted, and there was a piece of paper on the kennel clearly stating so. Last night, PSPCA officials announced that the dog was turned over to the Philadelphia Police Department, but the alleged dog nappers are still on the loose. It was confirmed through a microchip that the puppy was indeed Wendy. Uh, they said that Wendy was in good health. The PSPCA has multiple leads and plans on prosecuting the individuals to the fullest. She passed on the Great Dane that was in the cage next <laughs> to She couldn't fit it in her purse. Yeah. Oh my gosh, look at this video. Yeah, I she know. just threw it right in her purse. Oh my God, what idiots. It's not like they don't make it easy for you <laughs> to Seriously? adopt an animal too. Come you know? on. Uh, they said it was like a very adoptable dog. I yeah. guess, uh, who knows. Terrible. But uh, they do have Wendy back, so that's good. Authorities in Philadelphia are investigating after a part of a house in Maniunk collapsed on Saturday morning. According to the Philadelphia Fire Department, crews responded to the 100 block of Levering Street in the city's Maniunk neighborhood at 6.30 in the morning. Officials say fire crews found a three-story row house that was uh, with a total collapse in the back of the house. Firefighters with specialized training in collapse and technical rescue searched uh, the part of the home that was still standing and the debris and they did not find anyone, authorities say. According to the fire department, the incident was placed under control at 7.17 a.m. Utility companies were notified and neighboring homes were evacuated. In sports this morning... The Sixers beat the Heat last night in South Philly. I'm sorry. James Harden scored 31 points. Joel Embiid added 24 points and 11 rebounds. And the Sixers beat Miami 116 to 108 in Game 4 to even these Eastern Conference semifinal series at two games apiece. Harden finished with uh, six threes, nine assists, and seven rebounds and scored 16 points in the fourth quarter. The series returns to Miami for Game 5 tomorrow night. Tip-off is scheduled for 7.30. Following rainouts on Friday Friday and Saturday, the Phillies and the Mets split a doubleheader yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. The Phillies took the first game, winning 3-2 to two, as Bryce Harper homered off Max Scherzer. Harper... 
Harper also added an RBI single in the third. In the second game, Pete Alonso homered twice, had three hits, and drove in five runs to lead the Mets to a 6-1 win. Chris Bassett allowed one run in five and two-third innings to help lead the Mets. The Phils are on the road tonight with game in Seattle against the Mariners. Ranger Suarez will get the start, and the first pitch is scheduled for 940. And in the NHL playoffs, all four games played yesterday evened their series at two games apiece. The Bruins beat the Carolina Hurricanes, winning 5-2 in Boston. In Tampa Bay, the Lightning won 7-2 over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Out west, the Blues beat the Minnesota Wild 5-2 in St. Louis. And the LA Kings shut out the Edmonton Oilers 4-0. And that's what I have for you this morning. Morning. Thanks, Kathy. Looking at the video footage of the Phils game uh, yesterday, people are dressed like it was October. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which Not quite. We're hoping for baseball in October. Yeah. That would be nice. But uh, nonetheless, things have changed. We have beautiful weather to contend with this week. It's excellent. So we're happy about that. Happy about a few other things, too. The money continues to flow. It's MMR's concert cash and your chance to win $500. Tickets to the MMRBQ. We'll get that fired up at 8 a.m. and we'll do it again at 10. And it happens Throughout the day, you need the details and go to WMMR.com. Also, word of the week prize. Listen to this, man. We're giving away dinner for 10 at Nebraza Brazilian oh, for Steakhouse. For 10? Yes. Wow. And it's to celebrate the graduate in your life because we're getting close to that time. Yes, Proms, that's right. Yeah, true. Proms are taking place, so it's getting towards the end of the school year. But dinner for 10 at Nebraza <laughs> Brazilian Steakhouse. That's awesome, man. I think that's the first time we've ever offered dinner for 10. That is a big-ass yeah. party. So, uh, and you can, and, and Nebraza, it's one of those where you can just eat and eat and eat and just get your fill. So yeah, yeah. We're going to give that away uh, at the end of the week. You're going to need to stay with us uh, to get the letters each and every day. But uh, it would be great if it was for a graduate in your life. But nonetheless, we'll give it away. Whoever is the winner. Uh, so we have that taking place, and we have live music in our studio today. There's a new group. They're called The Warning. Three sisters from Mexico, and they rock hard. Yeah, fact, yeah they do. Uh, it was several, they're, they're young. They're like 22, like uh, 19 and 17 or something along those lines. They're very, very young. Uh, yeah, 22, 20, and 17, I think. And uh, they got started several years ago with a YouTube video playing Metallica, and it went viral, and it's got yeah. like you know 30 million views or something ridiculous Crazy. like that. And they are now recording and touring, and they're coming through Philadelphia, yeah. and they're going to be actually, uh, they're going to be playing in Baltimore tomorrow night. So they're just kind of stopping through, and they're going to swing in here and play. It's awesome. Which is really I love cool. This is a, a momentous occasion. Yeah, we played a song from them uh, last week, and uh, it was solid. Yeah. So uh, very much looking forward to that. We are on 9 o'clock this morning. They're going to load in a little bit earlier, get set up, and we'll get live music in the studio today. It's a beautiful thing. So with all that, let's take a break, come back in a second, and get you a stupid question and some entertainment news. That is up first. We'll be right back with it. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and probably other places. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question. We are going to give away, by the way, a uh, pair of MMRBQ pit tickets. Mm -hmm. So, this is a beautiful thing. Uh, The question that I have for you is, 
and it's an easy one. An episode of what sitcom spawned the phrase, jump the shark? Oh. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that, all right? So, an episode of what sitcom spawned the phrase, jump the shark? Call if you know. We'll go through birthdays today, Monday, May 9th. And we'll begin with actress Candace Bergen. She is 76 years old today. Been around forever. Yeah. Uh, started as a model. Uh, the daughter of uh, Edgar Bergen, mm. the ventriloquist. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, went on to uh, have uh, do TV and uh, and movies because Murphy Brown was huge for her, obviously. Yeah. It was her own show. Yeah, and she was one of the original hosts of uh, SNL. That's right. And uh, did a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was one of the... It wasn't uh, uncommon to see her on there. And uh, I, I like her comedic stuff. I mean... She's really good. Sweet Home Alabama is the, mo- yeah, yeah, is the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the mother of the, the, the son in that. She is uh, great. She's 76 today. Uh, it's Billy Joel's birthday. Oh, my, tonight. God. oh my God! Billy Joel turns seventy-three years old. Every other day, I see that he's got another record uh, for a sold-out show at Madison Square Garden. Did it's they? just ridiculous. I tried to get tickets for that, and it sells out immediately. Still, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, and and some some of the, like the I think it was during the week. Uh, the shows during the week were available, but like the ticket prices for even like to even be be able to go and not watch him on the big screen, like to see him. That's crazy. Are ridiculous. Yeah. That's why he keeps doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why not? What if your job was, oh, I sell out Madison Square Garden <laughs> yeah. all the time, and that's what he does. Yep. Is he sober? Uh, I don't know. He's, right now, uh, I don't know. Yeah, good question. Is Kathy there? Well, because I guess I told you this guy, uh, story probably every year on his birthday, I tell you, but um, I watched him. I had front row seats. I oh, had yeah, one yeah. of those. Remember him and Elton John would, like, switch out yep. people? They would send people out to the crowd, so we got switched. We sat front row. I mean, I was right there, and I, w- I watched him. He had a, a blue solo cup and a red solo cup, and um, I was the girl I was with, uh, she the sound tech, uh, his sound tech was like her uncle or cousin or something like that. Anyway, he told us, he goes, watch him drink. He goes, he never touches the, and I forget what the color cup was, like say the blue cup, yeah. because the blue has water in it. The red has his drink of choice. And they just kept filling his red cup out. And the, the encore, they I watched them down the stairs. They had to push him on. They were like, go, oh. you have to do this. Like pushed him back on stage. Like he was like, I'm done. I can't go back up there. Meaning that he might've been too lit oh, up. Oh yeah, he was very lit up. I yeah. see them, he seems to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, hopefully, that's the case. So he's uh, 73 years old today. Uh, Allie Mills, who played the mom on The Wonder Years. Oh, she's so beautiful. She is uh, 71 years old today. I don't really know much about her, the rest of her career. You like her as a, as a milfy mom, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just beautiful blonde hair and, and just piercing, I believe, blue eyes. But, uh, yeah, I don't recall ever seeing her in anything else. That's pretty much all I remember her from. Uh, Nick is pulling up her IMDb. and She was, uh, I think, a rhythm guitarist for Anthrax. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was on the bold and beautiful too. Oh, there but we when, go. Right. when they uh, this, I guess it's available on. It was available on Netflix or one of the streaming platforms. They uh, switched out this song. It's the same song, yeah. but not the Joe Cocker version because they didn't have the rights. I guess they lost yeah. the rights. So yeah, that's what happened. Uh, I've got a story coming up in a little bit concerning the Wonder Years, but she is 71 years old today. Uh, the very beautiful, talented Rosario Dawson ah. has her birthday. She is 43 years old. What did I just see her pop up in a cameo? She'll do cameos a lot. Yeah, oh, she was in um, she showed, did she in one of the Marvel movies? Did was she? Uh, I thought she was. Yes, and I can't was it remember. Spider-Man? 
Uh, Might be. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. But um, obviously she did uh, Rent and um, what else, man? You know what? As as a young actress, she was in the movie Kids. Yeah, she, she, was, was. she was. one of those she actresses. Was. A troubling a movie. Messed up film, man. You uh, know what? I like that movie version of Rent. I know a lot of purists don't. I like that. I like too. it. Yeah. yeah. She's 43 today. John Corbett, who is in everything from Sex in the City, My Big Fat Creek Wedding, uh, Northern Exposure, one of my all-time favorite uh, television shows. Uh, he turns 61 years old today. Uh, James L. Brooks, producer, director, Mary Tyler Moore Show, Terms of Endearment, Taxi, Broadcast News, As Good As It Gets, Big. He has done some really, really huge projects. Yeah, absolutely. He's 82 today. Uh, Audrina Partridge, mm. who's on one of those reality shows ah. that... Um, I think it was The Hills. Was it The Hills? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, 37. But a legend for sure. Uh, of course, yes. Yeah. That's why we bring her up today. Uh, we also have Chris uh, Diamantopoulos. Uh, he oh. played Mo in the Three Stooges movie. Oh. He's a great actor, too, man. Do you remember we had an actress yeah. in here who was his uh, his, his wife? Girl, his wife. Yeah. yeah, Becky Newton. Oh, my God. And she was wonderful. Yeah. And, and the show she was on was good. It didn't last, but we, it was great. Did we call him? Yeah. yeah. She, she left. She went somewhere else, came back, did her makeup. Came back into the studio, did another interview with us. In the second interview, we called her husband. Yes. Uh, he's great, man. He was also in uh, Red Notice and yeah. Silicon Valley. And I I think I saw him do an impression of uh, of Robin Williams one he's time as well. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's just one of these really super talented guys. Well, his wife is in our sorority now because she uh, we made her an official sorority member. <laughs> he is 47 today. Uh, actress Grace Gummer. <laughs> uh, which is... Uh, I you, remember, you might remember me from my various movies and TV shows. Yeah, that's like uh, Oral from a crack <laughs> one, right? A gummer. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm not familiar. Daughter of Meryl Streep. Oh, oh that's all that I do I, know her. That's okay. all that I do know is that she's the daughter of Meryl Streep. I don't know what else she's doing. Do you know why in. I know her? I think she, mm-hmm. you know, during, for years, and I don't know they've done it recently because they really haven't had the same Golden Globes they usually have, but they would have a... Uh, they'd have the... Uh, Kids of Stars oh, yeah. present awards. Mm-hmm. So, and she was one of them. She's thirty six today. Uh, actress Mary Mauser. Uh, she plays Samantha Russo on Cobra Kai. Ah, she's great. Uh, she is really, really cute. Uh, and you know what? She plays a high school student. Yeah, she's twenty six years old. <laughs> of course, uh-huh. course. twenty six years old. I can't wait for another season of that. You, show. you know, someone was bringing uh, up this point, Preston. I was watching a, a, a review, an old review of the movie Christine, and you know the the guy who's the the, the evil guy that in the movie, the guy who's you know the, in the oh, metal shop, who uh, punches his yeah, lunch. Buddy, buddy Ripperton, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you look at that guy, and you look at the, he looks oh. like he's fifty yeah. years old. Yeah, in the, he's a high school student. <laughs> it is the most obvious. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Uh, Mary Mauser's twenty six, and then last birthday, Andrew WK celebrates his birthday today. Andrew officiated Sarah Parker's wedding. Doesn't get cooler than that. How cool is yeah. that? Uh, he's an interesting guy. We yeah. had him on the air one time. He's He's got a very distinct delivery about him. He speaks very loud yes. like this. Uh, and he has got his own style. He is, uh, he is termed a performance artist uh, in his Wikipedia page. It says musician and conceptual performance artist. And uh, he's a cool guy. He celebrates his 43rd birthday today. It's a great song. It is. 
So happy birthday to everyone. Did I miss one? Yeah, Last second birthday. Remind What's everybody that uh, he's also engaged to Kat Dennings. Uh, he's oh. engaged to Kat Dennings. We love Kat Dennings. I do. Yeah, yeah. she's a local gal. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning, which is uh, an episode of what sitcom spawned the phrase jump the shark, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Tom, first caller in. Hey, Tom, good morning. Good morning, everybody. All right, sir. What TV show was it that spawned the phrase Jump the Shark? That would be Happy Days. Yes, it would. Hang on a second, Tom. Got you a pair of MMRBQ pit tickets. Saturday, May 21st. We're just a couple of weeks away, gang. And, of course, the Waterfront Music Pavilion, eight bands, plus the Preston and Steve side stage featuring Froggy, live band karaoke and with sidearm, and also Jackie Bam Bam party deck DJ set. Tickets start just 25 bucks. Complete details at WMMR.com, including the karaoke audition videos. And you can vote for the ones that you want to see sing on the Preston and Steve side stage. So, uh, congratulations. We will give those away all week long. All right, let's dive into some of the stories. Uh, we will begin with, well, let's start with the box office, actually. So, number one, no surprise, but Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, it made $185 Whoa, million. That's great. Yeah, that was a biggie. And to give you some perspective, the second biggest movie, The Bad Guys, $9 million. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of a disparity there. Followed by Sonic the Hedgehog, Fantastic Beasts, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Northmen. Uh, number seven was The Lost City. Then you had The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, followed by Memory and Father Stew at number 10 to round out the box office. But that is a huge take, $185 million. Uh, we'll start with some Mother's Day stories. Halle Berry took to Instagram on Sunday to honor other mothers this Mother's Day. She shared a photo of herself with her fifth grade teacher, Yvonne Sims, and paid tribute to Sims' role in her life. She said on Mother's Day, not only do I reflect on what it truly means to be a mother and the importance of a mother's love. I also reflect on what it means to receive love from a mother, and sometimes that love comes from another mother. I couldn't agree more, Hallie. <laughs> the Monsters Ball actress said, Yvonne Sims has been my other mother since she was my fifth grade teacher. Mm. Without her guidance, wisdom, patience, and uh, most importantly, her unconditional love for me in all the stages of my life, I'm not sure I'd still be here. I love you, Yvonne Smith and Sims, with all my heart, she said. Any of you guys have a uh, quote-unquote other mother? No. Somebody no. that, uh, that yeah, is... Well, just like you know, family friends, but yeah. yeah. My mom is the other mother for a lot of people. For a lot of people? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, some friends that, you know, lost the parents and, uh, you know, she kind of, like, you know, doesn't step in as their mother, but as if they need somebody. So, you know, they always come Good to, to have that. Yeah. 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 Or even if you have a mom, somebody that is also just super-duper close to you, who's of that age, you know, kind of falls in that uh, that category. So, and you have a stepmom, you know, I know. which is a different... So, so, so my father's longtime girlfriend, I feel it's in a... Like, it's more, she's more than that. I've actually known her longer than I knew my, my mother, who passed away when I was, like, 20, 21. She's that other person. So, yeah, that right. fills that position. John Travolta posted a heartfelt video montage to Instagram on Sunday in honor of his late wife, Kelly Preston. He said, we love and miss you, Kelly. Happy Mother's Day. God, that blows my mind. She's, you totally forget that she passed away. Yeah. The montage begins with the message from me to you, set alongside Barbra Streisand's song, That Face. Uh, the video includes images of the couple's wedding, holiday celebrations, and kids. Uh, Travolta and Preston have three kids together, 22-year-old Ella, 11-year-old Benjamin, and Jet, who passed away at the age of 16 in 2009 after having a seizure. It's hard to believe that was that long ago, too. 
In 2020, she passed away at the age of 57, two years after she was diagnosed with breast cancer. At the end of the tribute, uh, Travolta added, with all my love, Johnny. You know, Travolta's had, he was in a relationship when he first became famous on Welcome Back, Cotter, an actress named Diana Highland. I think that's her name. She passed away from cancer. He's had a, oh, a ton of people in his life. Yeah, um, yeah, know, with his son Jet. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, he's had a lot of lot of tragedy, unfortunately. All right, so here's the story about the Wonder Years. Fred Savage has been fired from the set of the Wonder Years reboot oh. following multiple complaints of misconduct. Oh wow! Savage starred in the original in 1988, the series, and was executive producing and directing the remake. And uh, according to the spokesperson at 20th Television, they said recently uh, we made we were made aware of allegations of inappropriate conduct by Fred Savage. And as his policy and investigation was launched upon its completion, the decision was made to terminate his employment as an executive producer and director of The Wonder Years. This, wow. this kind of blows my mind. Uh, so. Um, what I heard of the two anecdotal stories, they involved him being sort of uh, terse with people on the set, like a costumer and stuff like that. Uh, but nothing that I saw suggested anything inappropriate sexually, but who knows? No details have been released about the nature of the misconduct, but Deadline reports that verbal outbursts and inappropriate behavior are rumored to have occurred. Uh, and Savage has been accused of misconduct in the past, including harassment allegations on the set of The Wonder Years and The Grinder. Did he Pres- harass you guys? He, he, he was our director. We actually we had a great relationship with him, Preston. Don't you think it was very uh, uh, collaborative? Um, he told us what to do, and we got it wrong. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, you weren't there. He pulled me aside, and he actually unzipped was my pants at one Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, oh. I didn't want to tell you guys <laughs> you got, about it. You got it. Savage Hummer, but, you know, yeah, no, he just unzipped my pants oh, and stopped I, there. Oh, you know, but uh, no, he was he was you're, super you're, nice when we when we met him at uh, uh, on It's Always Sunny. He he had uh, directed the uh, uh, the episode that we were. This is such such a shame because I like him. Well, and yeah. I don't want this to be anything. I know this version of the Wonder Years is excellent. I love it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love the cast. I, it's great. Uh, by the way, the. Uh, Misconduct in the past, both of those cases were settled out of court, but he mm. has been accused of that before. Uh, this was sad. Actor, uh, he's a uh, was a character actor, actor Mike Haggerty, who had roles in Friends and Somebody Somewhere, has died. He was 67 years old. Uh, he's one of those guys, if you see his picture, you might go, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. Uh, Haggerty's co-star, Bridget Everett, shared the news saying, with great sadness, Aww. the family of Michael G. Haggerty uh, announces his death yesterday in Los Angeles. He was always that guy in the right in the background, usually a, a supporting character actor. And uh, but you remember his moments in every movie. I remember him. Uh, I remembered him in the uh, the movie Overboard. Yeah, uh, he was <laughs> Kurt Russell's best friend. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they, they said they, it was his panties. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah. they were both in on the ruse <laughs> uh-huh. that uh, that Goldie Hawn, this rich gal, was actually his wife, and all this. And, and he was great. He was a lot of fun in that movie. Um, Everett referred to Haggerty as a beloved character. Wasn't he in the Tommy Boy as well? I think he, I feel like he was. Yeah. He's not, uh, I don't know. He was on, uh, Friends for a long stretch, though. I mean, like, that was the, where I recognized him from. He was, like, the janitor, the maintenance guy on Friends. Yes. Yeah. Nick, can you see if he was in, uh, Wayne's World? Because there's a scene with, uh, oh, uh, from, um... Uh, 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 married with children, Bundy, uh, the, the dad. Oh, uh, 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 God Almighty, never I know. I he, stays, he plays Dan Makita. Uh, 
Ed. I was going to call him O'Neal. Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. So Ed O'Neill works in the the the, the diner, the donut don- yeah. shop they go to. Yeah, this is it. And and uh, and we found a picture of him. And he goes, uh, "Man, you know this guy at work really screwed me over." Something like, "I know what you'd like to do. You'd like to rip his heart out and show him how black it is before he dies." And he goes. <laughs> No, I was thinking about filing a grievance with the union, actually. <laughs> that was this guy, Mike Haggerty. Uh, cause of death has not been released. He's survived by his uh, wife uh, and his sister and uh, their daughter, Meg. Uh, Haggerty is perhaps known for uh, best known for playing the building superintendent in Friends. He also starred as Farmer Ed Miller in Somebody Somewhere. Uh, Miller was Everett's character's father in that show. So sad news there. Another uh, loss as well. Mickey Gilly, mega country star in the 70s and 80s, passed away. This was according to his own Texas community, which officially made the announcement. Uh, The singer and founder of the world's biggest honky-tonk died Saturday, surrounded by loved ones. Sad news that the mayor of Pasadena, Texas, broke this weekend via the city's official Facebook page. I I clearly remember how important, well, at least pop culturally speaking, (laughs) when Urban Cowboy came out and Gillies became like a legendary place. Have you ever been to that? So I saw it. um, You know, I'd go visit my dad all the time in in, in Texas, and uh, it's sprawling, but it's... Uh, it's weird. This became a legendary sp- a place, all based on that freaking mechanical bull. Yep, that's yeah. where that's where we first. So yeah, that's yeah. where America really yep. became aware of mechanical bull riding. <laughs> I don't know anything about Mickey Gilly. Don't know his music. I just every time I hear his name, I, I know just, what you're thinking. Go ahead, say it. <laughs> it's the Philly Champa Chili. It's the it's a contest mi- we did. Millie Vanilli. <laughs> the Millie Vanilli Mickey Gilly. Millie Vanilli. What the dilly? Mickey Gilly Philly Champa Chili. <laughs> that is what we call. I can't believe you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> what a contest. Uh, Jeff Wagner uh, writes, it is my great honor to know, it was my great honor to know this man, it is my great honor to know this man is dead. No. <laughs> I could uh, not be happier to learn of his death. Uh, no, it was my great honor to know this man most of my life. Mickey was a true musical talent who charted 42 singles in the top 40 country charts over a span of two decades. Uh, but the exact circumstances of his death were not revealed. Ryder went on to give a nod to Gilly for putting Pasadena on the map via the John Travolta flick Urban Cowboy. He said, we were so honored to have Mickey perform at our State of the City in February 2020. Our prayers for comfort and peace are with Mickey's family, his loved ones, and his fans. And he attached photos of the event mentioned. Gilly would probably be best remembered for launching Gilly's Club, a dance hall that rose to prominence after it was heavily featured in Urban Cowboy, uh, which went on to become a tourist attraction for country fans everywhere. Uh, the guy also had some of his own music in the film, including his rendition of Benny King's Stand By Me, which became a smash hit at the time, peaking at number one on the Billboard's country charts. Do we have that? No, we, we have the other one that he did with Jerry Reed. No, we have the... Stand By Me. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is Stand By Me. Okay. Uh, and even climbing other charts. And, uh... Has come And the land Is done Wow. And the moon that was a big hit. <laughs> kind of like the original better, but maybe that's just me. We'll see. Uh, even before his resurgence in the 80s, uh, Mickey Gilly had a lot of success in the 70s from songs like Room Full of Roses, Don't the Girls All Get Prettier at Closing Time, which we have here. Which, that's a country title if you've ever heard oh, yeah. one before. How the girls all get prettier at closing time. Uh, What's that? This was the follow-up to that filthy slug gave me crabs. <laughs> <laughs> the girls all get prettier at closing time. 
funny. You know, you put a honky-tonk beat behind it. It puts the glue on every... His follow-up was Hummer in the parking lot. Hummer in the parking lot. Yep. And you won't believe what Fred Savage did. He also said, honky-tonk memories, here comes the hurt again. Bring it on home to me, among others. He won several awards, mostly with the Academy of Country Music, including Single of the Year, Song of the Year, Entertainer of the Year, Top Male Vocalist, and Album of the Year, survived by his wife Cindy and his four children. He was 86 years old. Nick pulled this up. The club portion of Gillies uh, burned in 1990, and the rodeo arena portion was raised in 2005 to make way for a school, so it's not around anymore. Wow. So, yeah, when I saw it, it was big and... Yeah. Um, and weird mm-hmm. because in that town, that's pretty much what was there. I would, ima- yeah. I would imagine, right? Yeah, that not, would be the of... big thing. Yeah. yeah, in fact, there were buses parked out uh, in front of the place. Amy Schumer is on the mend after testing positive for COVID nineteen. The comedian shared via Instagram she was uh, forced to cancel her performance at the Netflix's Joke Festival after confirming the diagnosis on Saturday following a successful appearance the night prior. Uh, she's currently keeping her social media followers updated on how she's staying busy uh, while sick with videos. Two things she admits uh, she's obsessed with is the way her voice now sounds like Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> and she also said, all that matters to me at this point is Anna Delvey. Uh, and she said, walked in that that loop. I guess so. My whole world is Anna Delvey. That's who I am now. That's becoming Anna, which is a uh, uh, show. Did you watch the Amanda Seyfried um, riff on? Uh, I started watching it. I've watched good. the first couple episodes. It was kind of my exercise show, yeah, and yeah, I've yeah. stopped exercising, so i got to get back <laughs> in that. So maybe that'll be motivation. Elizabeth Holmes strikes again. Yeah. yeah. But her show, Amy Schumer's show, Life, uh, Life and Beth, do you yeah. like it? It's really good. Huh. Uh, well, I liked it. I, I, you know, listen... It's, uh, I don't want to say it's really good because I have uh, tastes or whatever, but I have tastes that are different than everybody else's. It's true. But it's true. I don't, but you um, like it. In my I opinion, do. it's really good. It's, and, yeah, and, yeah, and Michael Sarah's in it. I just, I, I laughed out loud a, a whole bunch. Uh, let's see. Blackish star Anthony Anderson posted on Instagram Sunday to celebrate his graduation from Howard University with a Bachelor of Fine Arts. Uh, he wrote, to quote Biggie, it was all a dream. Words can't begin to describe the emotional roller coaster I am on right now. It's literally been 30 years in the making. This spring, I was finally able to complete the work to graduate from Howard University with a BFA degree from the Chadwick A. Bozeman College of Fine Arts. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yesterday, excuse me, he said was a full circle moment. It's never too late. Things happen when they're supposed to happen, he wrote. So good for him. If he was, uh, that's something that was on his bucket list. Sure. He did it. Yes. Uh, after, I know, Steve, this is crazy, but after confirming her relationship with singer G-Flip, mm-hmm. uh, who is non-binary, yeah. bi- non-binary, Selling Sunset star Chriselle Staus posted to her Instagram stories and made a joke about coming out of the closet. This is weird. Yeah, her and G-Flip. I, I, I've been on, on this since the beginning. Yeah. And, in fact, my wife and I got in a fight over it. Oh, you did? Yeah. You poor well, She's things. a big G-Flip apologist. <laughs> <laughs> Stout said in a series of videos, and she, and she writes, uh, or she said, uh, closet update, guys. Look at this. We've got all this marble on the wall now. We've got all this rose quartz in, uh, which is so pretty. So, yeah, it's coming along. Okay, I'm going to come out of it now. So that was her joke about coming out was of it. Was she falling down the stairs when she wrote that? I don't know, but and I don't know who these people are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On uh, Friday's episode of The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Game of Thrones actress Sophie Turner revealed how she turned down Kendall Jenner's Met Gala after-party invite. She said, I'm really bad around celebrities. Every celebrity I come into contact with, I act up or say something stupid. So, Kendall Jenner, she was at the Met. 
and I love the Kardashians, but I think she's so gorgeous in real life, and I was so struck by her beauty, and she invited me to this after party, this low-key after party. But when Jenner asked if she would want to come, Turner said, no, no, I don't. I love Loki. And then she said, and I'm like, why? Why do I do this to myself? Why did she doesn't know why she said no? Yeah. But she did. I can understand that. Where you have a reflex and no, I don't think so. Yeah, but uh, that's kind of hurting. You wouldn't think so. I mean, she's she's a celeb for crying out loud. Kathy, you were there at the Kendall Jenner. (laughs) Did she make the right call or no? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Three years ago, actress Jenny Garth began to feel stiffness in her fingers and hands and pain in her knees when she went from sitting to standing. Uh, The star best known for her role in Beverly Hills 90210 suspected something was wrong. She was like... Uh, she And she was shocked to find out that she was diagnosed with early-onset osteoarthritis at the age of 47. Uh, she said, I was like, I'm too young for arthritis. An orthopedic doctor identified the issue after she had x-rays and an MRI. Do you have, do you have a little bit of uh, arthritis? Uh, yes, I do. In uh, my knees and, you know, here and there. It's not a uh, you got to be old to get it sort of thing in some no. cases. It's so wear and tear Yeah, yeah that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, but uh, some people get it bad. Oh, yeah. And this is terrible. Uh, Garth has the most common form of, de- of degenerative disease. It happens when the cartilage that protects the end of the bones wears down as time goes by. Uh, the irreversible tissue damage can lead to uh, the need for surgery such as hip, shoulder, or knee replacements. But instead of thinking the worst about her future, she has a positive attitude. Said I was, it was just a new, interesting development in my maturing. I'd like to know what the context of this photo is. I just pulled up her Instagram account, and uh, about two weeks ago, she posted a photo on the golf course with her and somebody that she's with wearing full, like, Phillies regalia. They got Phillies jerseys on. Phillies hats. Uh, yeah, matching jerseys and hats. Yeah. And uh, their shoes even have red in them, so that was, there's a, a reason. Is she dating someone from uh, Philadelphia? I have no idea, Steve. I think she's with John Kruk these days. Oh, yeah, that'd be great, man. Uh, no, the, the person that's in the photo with her is a guy named Dave Abrams. I don't know who that is. That's uh, Chief Lip's accountant. Okay. Uh, Oh, uh, good question. What there, there's um, we need to track that down. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's neat. No, uh, Casey, it just says uh, when baseball and golf have a date, uh, and they're just on the golf course. There's that's just one photo, but they got the fill stuff on. So um, yeah, scroll down through some of the comments. Maybe somebody addresses that, and maybe she answer answers. Who knows? Uh, so anyhow, uh, Garth, who celebrated her 50th birthday in April, added, you don't think of yourself as slowing down or anything stopping you from all the things you do every day. She finds that stretching and other types of movement ease her symptoms. She does like to play golf, particularly golfing and hiking. Why don't you send her some uh, information on Trinity, Preston? Uh, you know yeah. what? I probably should. We can fix that up yeah. right now, Ms. Garth. Uh, let's see. According to the Hollywood Reporter, John Mulaney was the first comedian to appear on stage at the Hollywood Bowl since Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage last week. On Saturday night, Mulaney made some jokes about the incident as part of the Netflix is a Joke Festival saying, we have great security. He said, this fence is so jumpable, it's crazy. <laughs> and then, I love this line, This and you can see this with the John Mulaney delivery. He said, no one's going to do anything. You don't have the balls. <laughs> I love it. All right, and then one last story. The story of 22-year-old Gabby Petito's disappearance and the eventual discovery of her killing made nationwide headlines last year. And now, Lifetime has announced it's planning a oh, made-for-TV wow. movie about it called The Gabby Petito Story. That's inappropriate for a Christmas movie. Uh, Petito <laughs> disappeared during a cross-country van trip with her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, who, of course, returned home without her. And uh, his family refused um, 
uh, 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 Petito's family's request and from police about yeah. information on her whereabouts. Her body was found several weeks later in a remote area of Wyoming, and Laundrie later killed himself in Florida, reportedly leaving behind writings in which he admitted killing her. Lifetime said the film, quote, will explore Gabby and Laundrie's complicated relationship and what may have gone wrong. Uh, the network said that the project is part of its Stop Violence Against Women initiative. However, some people complain online that the film uh, was a little bit out of line. Uh, one tweeted uh, saying, too soon. It seems very exploitative. Uh, so, you know, who knows? That's what Lifetime does, though. It sounds kind of strange. Do they do They uh, do a rip from the pages kind of, yeah, no they kidding. do that a lot. All right. In fact, I forget who we had on just a little while ago talking about the, uh, the, the, uh, the serial killer movie that they did about... Um, Fire Island and, um, you know, uh, all that stuff going up on Long Island. is like 20 people killed. So, yeah, they do it rather often. Okay. Uh, so just getting back to this uh, Jenny Garth Phillies thing, uh, her husband is a guy named Dave Abrams. That's the guy who's in the photo, and he's just a big Phils fan. He's, uh. He loves the Phillies. He loves the Sixers uh, and the Eagles. I just scrolled through his Instagram account. He's not from Philadelphia. He, he wasn't born here. I'm not sure he was born originally. But, we should um, send them something. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's kind of neat that uh, now, I guess, through marriage, she's also a Philadelphia sports fan. You know, do we have any of those uh, uh, beer holders for the uh, uh, shower, Preston? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Now, that is a little <laughs> treat. Yeah. Somewhere around the that's going to stand out. Honey, look what I just got in the mail. All right, I think we're ready to play clips. No Vacancy tells the real-life story of a jaded news reporter who is rejuvenated after working on a story about a church struggling to purchase a hotel for homeless families. And here, Dean Kane explains why this story is so relevant today. It is a story of love, redemption, hope, um, all sorts of things that we need and can experience um, in, in, this, in this day and age. Anyway! <laughs> uh, no Vacancy is in theaters today. Here's our next clip. The new season of the parenting comedy Breeders jumps ahead six years into the future. In this clip, executive producer Chris Addison explains his creative image behind the huge time jump. We wanted to, to the show to be about parenting as an experience. And, like, parenting changes so much as, as children grow, of course. It's, a, it's an obvious thing to say. But that means that if you, if you just sort of keep putting each season on the end of the other season, you know, you'd have to have, like, ten years of, mm. of show. <laughs> Season three of Breeders premieres tonight at ten o'clock, and that is on FX. I've never heard of this show. Not me either. All right, there you go. Your entertainment report all set for a Monday morning. We have live music in our studio today. New band called The Warning. Well, they're not brand new, but they're new to this area and uh, new to the radio station. And uh, three sisters uh, from Mexico, and uh, they rock hard. Man. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. And yeah. something else you forgot to mention, Preston. Are those new glasses? They are new glasses. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, Preston yeah. is wearing new glasses. I have, hey. uh, I have got new glasses yeah. to debut today. Those of you who are streaming <laughs> on YouTube can see my brand new glasses. Glasses? <laughs> you can't see without his glasses. Uh, yeah, dude, I needed them bad. My others were just horrible. And so, uh, finally, new glasses. My can't see without his glasses. My daughter watched that movie on uh, Saturday night, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? Yeah. First time? Uh, no, but she was like, Dad, hear, you want to hear something crazy? I was literally falling asleep. She opened the door, woke me up. She's my, da she's my daughter. She goes, Dad, you'll never guess what, uh, when was, guess when Tom was born? Uh, you know, the kid from, uh, <laughs> from my girl. I was like, the 4th of July. She's like, no, May 7th. 
and today is May 7th. I was like, that is great. I was sleeping. Leave me alone. Yeah. She woke you for that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's another special yeah. moment. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, listen, why don't we take a break, come back in a second, and uh, we'll just get into whatever we're getting into today. Make sure you stay put, because we do have chances for you to win money and tickets. MMRQ Concert Cash is coming up. Why talk on the phone? Just text MMR at 39333. Send requests, comments, or text songs for what we're playing 24-7. The MMR short code. Always open, never busy. 39333. We're going to have some live music in the studio later on this morning around 9 o'clock. The band The Warning is coming in. We played uh, some music from them last week. A, a, a trio of sisters from Mexico. <laughs> and energetic, man. Yeah. I love this. Young ladies that uh, can rock hard. So we will get to that around 9 or so this morning. In the meantime, though, some other things to talk about. I have this story uh, in the Bizarre File. It was actually last week. It was a Salt Lake City International Airport. And uh, apparently there was an item in the Lost and Found and eventually, they got the rifle owner for it. It was a taxidermied rat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dear God. Yes. Yeah. In the in the lost and found, and and uh, the woman who lost it, she was actually in a taxidermy class, uh, and she eventually tracked it down, and they they had it waiting for her at the uh, the lost. You remember found. the story, right? She saw it in, in like uh, they were doing a news report, yeah. and she saw it on the news clip yes. in the background because it was such a weird item. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The news, you know, they called uh, I guess the local news and said, "You won't believe what we have here in the lost <laughs> found." They ran with it. it; was kind of a fun little fluff piece. But she it ended up that she was tracked it down, which got me on the on the the um, you know the idea of of the lost and found because how long would you leave a taxidermied rat in the Lost and found before you eventually you do something with it. I don't know okay. what. You reported that when you originally reported the story for the Bizarre File that the, the employees were kind of playing with it and taking pictures with it yeah. anyway, but it was still belonged to someone. <laughs> I will, uh, so I've done this a couple times, not ashamed to admit this, but um, golf courses all have lost and founds because okay. people leave golf clubs and yeah. things around all the time at yep. golf courses yep. and these things get chucked into like a barrel or something like that and then they just leave it there and Nobody ever comes and picks it up or right. anything like that. So I have a couple of times when I needed what's called a club head cover. I'm like, can I just go look in your lost and found found just yeah. find one? And, and they're cool <laughs> with it usually? That's happened a couple times. Yeah, yeah. you just go in. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that thing's been in there for six months. You can have that. Go yeah. ahead. You All know right, yes, I mean? yes. Uh-huh. Well, I know teachers in more affluent um, areas will, at the end of the year, they will take, I mean, because you talk about the high school students who, I listen, I have a couple of high school students living in my household right now. These guys lose and, and just misplace things all the time. This Nespresso so, machine. Well, so, but you're talking about just left discarded North Face jackets. Right. Columbia, you know, sweatshirts. I mean, like, nice things. And these things hang in the lost and found all year long. And then at the end of the year... If, if they're not collected by the end of the year, is it up for grabs? Or what do they do with that stuff? I, You know, I don't know. I guess maybe... They gotta th- empty it out. Like, the right thing to do would probably be give it to, it. like, a shelter or, you yeah, know... Donate or, or, or donate it. Right. Or, or something sell like it. that. Yeah, yeah. Or, there you go. Sell it. But oh God, for the, school supplies. Or for yourself. Yeah, for or yourselves. For or just keep it or, yeah. or burn it. At our swim club, the oh, yeah. lost and found is like, but to me, it like grosses me out. Of course, it grosses me out. The lost and found. It's like dirty, wet, moldy towels that are sitting in a bin, like, because everyone leaves their towels there. But uh, what people do go grab are goggles. Yeah. You know, Kath, like, I'll do that. nice goggles there. And, you know, some kid needs goggles. He just goes and grabs it, I well, guess. Th- oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if. 
What if the kid had eye disease or something? Well, like you that just kind of run it in the water with the uh, chlorine. You're fine, Kath. I'll do that from time to time. If uh, you forget d- them, what well, doesn't happen often now because my bag is usually packed with everything that I need. But I have on occasion gone, man. I forgot goggles, you know, and I'll just go to Lost and Found. I'll use these club covers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> club covers as goggles. Uh, feel free to share your Lost and Found stories, 215-263-WMMR. Either, either something you lost or the strangest thing that you've seen in the Lost and Found, or maybe you just took something from uh, Lost and Found. I'll add another complexion to this, Preston. Have you ever lost something and actually went and found it in the Lost and Found it? Yes. Place? Okay. Yeah, a couple of times. Uh, and I'm, I'm, my mind is... Um, uh, escaping me as to what they were. I remember one time I did leave something at an airport and tracked it down, and it was a keychain. It was a picture of Parker, oh. who was a baby. Oh. Right, yeah, yeah. And I eventually got that back. Uh, so, yeah, that I, I left really my wanted. Yeti at the gym, like oh. this nice big one. They're Where not, they're not <laughs> no. cheap. Not, and not I, like an abominable no, snowman. And somebody said, I know someone took it. Of I, course they did. But, like, come on, put it in the lost and found. Well, there are things that you know are just for, freaking forget the lost and found. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if you lose something. Um,. Were you, um, well, I, I was, and then you were raising your hand very, very <laughs> insistently, so go ahead. Well, you because had the flaw. You had mentioned the airport, and, and I lost my sunglasses. I had a brand new pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses. Lost them in the the what are, the x-ray machine. Didn't realize until I was in Austin, Texas. I was so, Kathy, so surprised when I went back to the Lost and Found when I got back to the airport. Like, they were there? Three days later, they were there. Wow. I couldn't You're believe lucky. it. Yes. Marissa? Kind of one of those life hacks. I uh, will go to the Lost and Found of a hotel to get a phone charger. <laughs> oh. It's a forgotten one. That's pretty funny. So, so you'll just say, oh, how, how will you phrase that? Um, I mean, you kind of just walk up to the concierge and you say, like, do you have any extra phone chargers? And, like, they'll pull out a bin of phone chargers that people have left. Really? Yeah, because they collect them from the rooms. Oh, I mean, I'm sure. It has to be one of the Constantly. most left behind yeah. items of yeah. all time. So what are, you, what, are the, what are the parameters of the law? Like, for, for, or is there anything that pertains to a, right. uh, yeah. a lost and found situation? If you leave your phone charger, which admittedly... Maybe it's like, you know, what, 15 bucks or whatever, depending on what level of phone charger you have. Yeah. How, how long is the hotel obliged to hold on to that? Hang on, I want to go to uh, Frank. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Yoo-hoo, bitches. Yoo-hoo. Yeah! What's, up? <laughs> What's up, Frank? So when I was in kindergarten, uh, I lost my lunchbox. It was a Darkwing Duck lunchbox. I asked the teachers and all, you know, hey, is it in the lost and found? Nope, never found it. So, same building, uh, made it all the way up to the fifth grade. I'm sitting there in the fifth grade, and they're like, hey, Frank, we found your lunchbox. Shut up. Yeah. It took that long. I have no idea where it was sitting. There was still food in it. Oh, oh. (laughs) Holy. Mm. Holy hell. And did you still want it five years later? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Come on. It's a dark duck lunchbox. (laughs) All right. All right. I want that. It's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm dared to open it, and I'm like, all right. And the smell, the smell, like, was ridiculous. It was, like, white fuzz oh, all God. around. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, we know that fuzz, yeah. 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 Jeez. And uh, there was milk in the thermos, and that became yogurt. It was, yeah, good times. It was actually Five becoming a cow again. Thanks, Frank. Wow. Uh, I'll go next to Rich. Hey, Rich, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, I got one that's pretty interesting, it's, uh, and it's coming up this weekend. Okay. Uh, at the MMR barbecue, every time I leave there, I grab two chairs. I lost the sound. Oh, really? You're not you're not allowed to bring the higher chairs in. 
Okay. And people constantly bring them in. <laughs> so I get, I have about eight of them that I collected. So you're, so you're not allowed, okay, um, you just grab the chairs, they let you take them because you're not allowed yeah. to bring the chairs into the venue and people just come and just leave them rather than bring them home. They, they come thinking they can get in with them. They're not allowed to. They put them in the lost and found area. Ah, and, and you snag them before and, they can grab them on their way out. And you're stealing them, Rich. <laughs> nah. Do you I ever go out to the parking there. lot and yeah. break into their the car? <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you, Rich. just sitting in their locked car. By the way, don't bring your chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a good idea. <laughs> uh, Every year I steal somebody's chairs. <laughs> we'll go to Dan. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good, good morning, morning man. What's going on? <laughs> Uh, nothing. I used to be a manager at a swim club, uh, and at the end of the summer, people would leave, like, really nice, like, zero-gravity beach chairs, really nice, like, umbrellas, and they would always find my way to, like, my house or my brother's house. <laughs> <laughs> right. In the season, uh, we still have them to this day, too. That was, like, 10 years ago. Dan, and what, most recent, yeah. No, I was just going to say, so uh, 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 how big is your collection at this point? Um, I mean, that was like 10 years okay. ago, so things have fallen apart by now, but we definitely still have, like, really nice beach towels, like nautical beach towels and, like, Lacoste beach towels, you know, the nice ones. Okay. So we still hold on to those, um, but most recently, I'm a teacher uh, near Princeton, so students leave really nice jackets, water bottles, and yeah. stuff, so... I mean, you'll see, like, teachers, you know, their children will be wearing really nice jackets. And, have nice <laughs> and do you wait till the end of the year for this, Dan? Or do uh, they? Well, like, so our district, I mean, halfway through the year, we have we can fill up a whole closet. Um, we have, like, two rungs, like, filled with things. And usually people will go through and we'll announce, you know, in a week, we're going to donate this to charity. So whatever doesn't get, like claimed by somebody, we do donate to a local charity. Dan, I think the rule of thumb is once you find something that you really want that's lost, yeah. in your mind, sing happy birthday. And when you're done... Yeah. Oh, wait, that's the COVID hand-washing thing. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. Here's a text that says, we have had a set of car keys in our church's lost and found for over a year. <clears throat> Looks like it has other keys on it as well, uh, with a car fob and ignition key. And how is somebody not searching for these? That right, their, it's their car key. How does that happen? Yeah, what 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 will what will you go back for? Obviously, you went back for something sentimental with the picture of Parker, right? But do you have do you have in your mind sort of a dollar figure that will send you on a search? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't think of like I, I told you guys, and, and it was uh, commemorated at a. Uh, a cardboard classic one year, my uh, my rangefinder. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. For, yes. for golf. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I lost that thing, and that walked away completely. Nobody yeah. put that back in. Do you remember where you in, lost uh, it? Lost and found, and that was like, you know, $300. Oh. I was really pissed that off about sucks. that. Do I know when I lost it, Nick? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I knew right, you know, like the day yeah. that oh, I lost that's it. That's so frustrating. Somebody picked it up. Yeah. So I kept yeah. it. I mean, why wouldn't they? I mean, like, yeah, piece of equipment. You're at a golf course with yeah. people who play the sport, yeah. and here's a very pricey item. Uh, they're yeah. going to walk away with it. Took it, scumbags. Right. What is something that if you found has a decent, uh, I don't want to say value to it, but okay. something you could use that no matter what, you wouldn't you wouldn't pick it up, you wouldn't take it. Uh, someone who was kidnapped. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, listen, I'm, just, I'm, I'm at a point in my life, there was probably a time in my life where I would have taken advantage of a situation like that. I'm fortunate that I'm, I'm in a position where if I, if I really want something like yeah. I found, yeah. you know, shy of a ridiculously, you know, right. like a diamond ring or something like that, where I, I can go out and get it if I really need it. But to 
take that. No, it's somebody else's, and they they need it. You yes, know, they may they may need this thing. Think, so. but you always try to reference what you felt like when yeah. you lost something, yeah. and that should inform your decision to bring it to the authorities so that they can keep it without putting it in the lost and found box. Yeah. So a lot of times, if I find something, I will try and find the person that it belongs to because I I feel <laughs> like I know I can trust myself. Dude, I told you guys about the time I found like a, a wallet at the Lankanol, uh Hospital, and I drove all over Delaware County trying to you know, delivering it to the lady because I was like, dude, because there was money in it, yeah. and I'm like I can only really trust myself to not lift the money out of this wallet, blah blah blah, and so I, I ended up driving all over the place for it. But did I, you I, find her? I did, yeah. dude. I went to her first apartment. She didn't live there anymore. And then I ended up, when I was coming out of the apartment building, I found a police officer. He gave me her new address. So she went, I went from Havertown to Swarthmore. Okay. And those aren't like right next to each yeah. other. And then I eventually found out where she lived. Sometimes it's easier than others. I, I found, uh, Nick Murphy and I found a cell phone in the bathroom a month or so ago. And uh, we just sent out a company, company-wide email. It was our boss's boss's phone. It was Joe Bell's phone. And oh, was like, But, but. We figured, hopefully, it's somebody on the fourth floor, which means probably, hopefully, it's somebody within our company, and you can track them down easy. Instead of driving all over Delaware County, all I had to do was send an email and got it back to him. Right, let's call one of these people in his grinder. Again. Well, <laughs> yeah. there's that moment, Steve, yeah. where you're like, huh, it is Joe Bell's phone that we have right now. What can we do? So I found a keychain with a wallet on it in the gym bathroom uh, last week, uh, Friday, as a matter of fact, and so... I go into the wallet and I pull out the person's ID. It was actually their medical marijuana card. Oh. And so I was like, oh. and then I, I literally, I walked around the gym looking for this person. Who here smokes pot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes pot? Uh, the ultimate was when um, uh, Brazier, John oh Brazier, God, his ring? Le- yep. left his World Series yeah. ring in a bathroom. Man. Uh, and a janitor took it, right? Well, wasn't yeah, that it? Yeah. Kind of, sort of. And I, I think eventually he got it back. No, he did. He got he it did. back. He did. He got yeah. it back. Yeah. Um, so it was a bit of a gray area. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> he, he you Bring know. it up. He loves to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's embarrassed. I mean, it's his World Series right The World totally. Series, for Christ's sake. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go next to Kyle. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Hey, how's it going? You guys rock. Hi, oh. What's up, Kyle? Hey, uh, so I used to live in Park City, Utah for about 10 years, and I worked for Park City before Vail bought it. And um, people used to just lose, like, gloves and, and goggles. And at the end of the year, we would uh, we would divvy them up for the next season. And, I mean, a majority of the time when my, you know, family came or anything, they'd be rocking around in, like, the nicest stuff possible, you know? And, yeah. Um, nobody would claim it. You know, uh, it was just one of those unsaid rules. It's, it just gets divvied up. Were they, were they pairs of gloves, or was your family walking around with, you know, mismatched Versace <laughs> oh, yeah. gloves? You know? I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big mismatched guy. I'll wear it. <laughs> yeah. Like a, a snowshoe on one foot and, right, and, a, right. and a stiletto heel on the other. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. By the way, does anybody else, and in, in those probably who have multiple kids, would be relate more to this? Do you have a bag full of, like, mismatched oh, gloves? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gloves, that you'll go socks. through every Every year, yeah, go try yeah. to match them up, and you're like, no. No. And I never do anything about it. We just have mismatched gloves well, all over the place. So what I did is I, I, uh, I'll i buy, you know, I mean, because you'll lose one. I buy two or three pairs of the same gloves. Right. This way. All right. Then just put them in a bag. Yeah. It's like the sock idea, Preston. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go next to, oh, man, I lost him. I hung up on him by accident. Oh. I hit the wrong button. It was Chad. Chad, call back. Uh, this is Will. Hey, Will, good morning. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. What's up, bud? So, 
Uh, me and my girl went to the Poconos ski, and um, after a long day of skiing, we decided to go home. But I look in my jacket, and my keys are gone. So I go back on the slopes, and I'm trying to find my keys. I'm going down at least four more times on different, you know, mountain, and then um, I can't find it, so I give up. I called the uh, locksmith. He said $450 to come out. And then um, I'm sitting there in the lost and found, and I'm like, I'm like so pissed off. And this kid comes in, and he's got my uh, keys in his hands. And he's like, yeah, I found these on the mountain in the snow. Oh, uh, wow. Just in case if somebody found them. I took all the money I had in my pocket and just gave it to him. He That's was like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he probably stole him a little bit. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's awesome. And good for the kid to have the, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. the, the the right protocol in mind to go return those yeah, keys to you. You got lucky, man. Yeah. I mean, losing something out on a ski run like that, mm-hmm. you just forget Pretty it. Pretty much. I would have kissed it goodbye. It's gone. Yeah. 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 Press, yeah. remember when you lost your sunglasses when we were down in uh, Tulum, Mexico? Yeah, I'll never forget that. <laughs> Who were they? I, I was wearing them. Oh, that's right. <laughs> On your head. Who's the dead man that took my glasses, I think, were my exact words. Right? On top of your head there, buddy. Uh, no, they were on my eyes. <laughs> yeah, they weren't on my head. They were on my eyes. I just thought it was later in the day. Yeah. Um, it was so bright, man. Yeah, well, it's Mexico. I, I, well, it's not exactly the same, but it was at LAX years ago, and I had just gotten uh, famous Amos <laughs> freshly made chocolate chip cookies, Preston, mm. and I'm all the way across the airport, and I'm like, oh, no. I'm going, no, I'm going back to get those because I was going to travel and bring them yeah. back. That's at the point where Famous Amos was really, yeah. and, and I'm like, uh, you know, and I'm going back and forth and I'm going around and, and, and the, t- the, the guys are all asking and finally they hold up my bag of cookies and I'm like, I figured if anything was going to get pinched, it was going to be freshly made Famous <laughs> Amos. And I had a vision of going there and all the guys in security have like chocolate around their lips going, we didn't see it. <laughs> Speaking of LAX, if you want anything free, uh, just... Find out when Pierre is flying yes. and, leaving there leave and follow behind. He'll be bringing something he's not allowed to take through security, oh and he'll have to leave it. He had bought all of this, uh, all this, uh, I think there was oils and lotions yeah. and all these From things. From, like, Rodeo Drive. Yeah, super expensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had to throw them all away. <laughs> had to toss it all. Because it was they were, it was over the liquid size yeah. that he could carry. But I, I just bought this shotgun. Remember when we talked about this, like a TSA account or something where they, they just... Uh, they post these weird things that they find, and then TSA lost them. Yes, you're, you're, you're right. Yeah. Things that have also been sort of a, a, a rigged, like a, like a false leg that had a compartment. Right, for, yeah. yeah. It just shows yeah. up, and they can't get it through security, and right. so it just ends up in their lost and found. Speaking of the airport, this was the guy I hung up on before. It's Chad. Hey, Chad, good morning. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. What's going on, Chad? Hey, so uh, I travel a lot for work, and uh, I was on an, on an airplane and had my iPad stuck it in the seat pocket in front of me and uh, forgot about it. Got off the plane, headed home, didn't think anything of it. A couple days later, I'm, I'm going through my briefcase, and I'm like, where's my iPad? Oh, man, I left it on the plane. So I called the Air- Philadelphia airport, and they said, well, um, we have a lost and found. Possibly it was turned in. You can, you can come check. So I go over, drive back to the airport later that week go in and uh, find the lost and found. And sure enough, they're like, well, what day did you fly and and all that? So they walk me back into this room and it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is just bins and bins and bins of iPhones and iPads and everything else that's there. They 
and it's all dated. Like it has dates on the outside of the bins oh, and they wow. take you back and they, they pull it out and they dump them out. And they said, what one looks like yours? They make you unlock it. And sure enough, mine was there. Somebody had wow. turned it in. Th- that's that's damn near back. a miracle. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is a miracle. <laughs> I'll bet they have like an electronics store full of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a Best Buy. Like when I say it was... When I say it was a warehouse, it was unbelievable. It was just this huge room, just stacked floor to ceiling with wow. bins just dated with all kinds of electronics and everything. I have a similar story that did not oh, turn thanks, out Chad. well for me, but I had an iPad Pro that I'd recently purchased. I was doing the Morris Animal Fur Ball oh, at the right. Bellevue Hotel. Um, and um, so I went there. It was, you know, just before COVID started, you know, tearing up and everyone was running home and all this stuff. So, um <laughs> I realized I it had I thought I had it with me, and I'm wondering did someone pinch it from the table I was at or whatever, but it kept pinging, and, you know, like I, I was able to identify it. I have my find all my stuff is at on the find my where app. the yeah. event was right right there, it, and it and it Kathy it never moved it it's it, it until it eventually ran out. I put I of course erased it and put the thing in. If someone turns it on, it asked you, them to call me, and I just it was constantly just. Like across the city, I'm here. I'm here, but but it never showed up. You think up. maybe it fell like in between? That's what I was thinking. Between like like some day someone's going to move a table and they're going to find it's, it. It's thin mm-hmm. and might have slid down there because there's no other explanation for it. It would keep the battery stayed because it wasn't being used. It, but you know, it was still, <laughs> it's pinging, still pinging for there. forever. Did you go over there and search? I did. Personally? Preston the day after. And I'm thinking, and I went into the ballroom, and it was back backstage at their ballroom, and that's where I had it, and it kept showing up the location. How de- I've never pinged something. How detailed does it come up on a map? It's yes, and and it's showing right there at the hotel. But but I mean, can it get even? In can the you room? zero in? Nah, like even no? Really. Okay, yeah. I mean, you know, it'll, it'll let you know. Now, <laughs> what you can do though is when you go in, you can hit it to play a tone, right? Yeah. And so I'm walking oh, really? around. Yes. Yeah. So, bup, 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 yeah. Bup. And I'm like, and I, oh, I man. you could I'm hear like, it. No, I couldn't oh, hear it. But yeah. I like, well, so sweet mother of Christ. Yes, you were that close. I was that close. But you know, it what was has- showing there. But I, as Kathy says, I think she's right. Somewhere behind a, a shelf or something, it slid down, and that's where it is. And so I had to write it as a loss. But you know, press it does get pretty damn close to where it actually is because at my daughter's uh, track meet last Saturday, she. Couldn't find her phone. We were trying to leave. So then I pulled up her, uh, you know, find my phone. Right. And I'm standing in the bleachers. And I I can see it's, like, right at midfield, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm standing right at midfield. And (laughs) I I go to FaceTime her so I could hear, like, and uh, it was... One row down, like exactly where I was standing, and it was Is right there, wild? right at midfield. But you can have it yep. play a unique tone when you're looking for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that thing. Yep. You have that recording? <laughs> you're, uh, yeah. no, not the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> There it is. That's <laughs> the marinara machine. <laughs> that should be your find, find your phone. <laughs> find, my, yeah. you know, find my pizza name. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that's my pizza. Oh, I gotta yeah. this. Uh, hey, Ryan, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, is this the Lobster Man hotline? <laughs> lobster oh, Man. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Ryan? Uh, not much. So, <laughs> so I work at a, uh, de- or I, I fill vending machines, and at one of my stops at a department store, two separate times, like two years apart, I found a wedding ring underneath the snack machine. Wow. So I, like I like a, di- a diamond ring or like a ma- uh, wedding band? 
Uh, the first one was, it had like nine small diamonds on okay. it, like real small ones. Mm-hmm. The second one was a men's one. It's actually still in the um, in the return bin, sitting in the, uh, you know, in the office there. It's yeah. like, it's a really cool one too. It has like heartbeats and like a, it's like the heartbeat monitor. Okay. Oh. Uh, and it's a men's one, but it's it's really cool. But the Very first unique. one, the first one, it sat there for like a year, and I went in there to pay returns, and they were like, "Oh, we reported it to the uh, police. They said if nobody claims it in a year, to give it back to whoever found it." So they ended up giving it back to me. Oh, well, and that's it's cool. Been sitting, it's been sitting in the cupboard. You know, I don't know what to do with it. I don't, you know. So that goes to the question: do, do, Can a, by law is there a set amount of time one needs to wait before they can, if they've returned something to a lost and found, or they've found something? How long before they can take possession of it? Yeah, I think it's a year from what I heard. All right. That's what, yeah. That's what the police told them. Yeah. yeah, Ryan, sometimes, you know, you'll hear of people finding, like, a bag of cash. Yes. And they take it to the police. The police, therefore, they put out a public notice that this has been found. You can come and claim it if it is yours. And, of course, you have to prove it's yours somehow or another. And if it sits for, maybe it's a year, Ryan, it's your, whoever found it, it's the, it's the, you know, it's that rule. Get finders yeah, keepers. Yeah, yeah. Then about two late, two days later, Thanks, a flyer comes out. Big right. party at Sergeant Wilson's house. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. How about uh, Katie on the phone? Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. Will barbecue be your sauce? <laughs> Will barbecue? Now that I don't know, What is that Katie. from, Katie? Place. I think oh. it's in like New Jersey or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, the really super nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. All right. That's, That's great. cute. Yeah. Thanks, Katie. All right. What's your story yeah, so- here? So similar to Dan, um, I had a friend that worked at Episcopal, if anybody of you guys know. Oh, yeah. Very, yeah. Very, very bougie school in the area. My daughter does not go to Episcopal, um, but we had a friend that worked in the office, and same thing at the end of the year, the last and found, they were allowed to go through and you know pick and choose anything they wanted to give to friends or family. So my daughter had, like, the nicest. She had, like, three North bases, two Patagonias, like, all these really nice jackets. And, yeah, I mean, this yeah. is uh, one of the most affluent schools, if not the... But in, it's not a boarding area. school. Like, it's uh, not. I'm but, surprised a little bit because, you know, the kids aren't staying there. You know, like if it's the Hill School or something like that or St. Andrews where the kids are there full time. So, uh, But they just leave it behind no matter what. Right, Katie? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. And she was and she just was she couldn't believe how I mean, it was thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars wow. worth of stuff. And she just said, like, because if I went there, I would like sneak in there and be like, does any of this stuff at me? And I would like snag something. Well, she said none uh, of the, none of the kids like none of the kids would show up. And more than that. And, Katie, if, if if I if I lost something of that value as a kid, and then I'd oh, get my, my ass kicked. Me. Yeah, That's exactly. My parents would have killed me. Yeah. yeah, but these are you know these are like third, fourth grade. St- I mean, it's like forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, Jesus. You know, chances are, if uh, you know they're spending that kind of money for the kid, to, you know, a North it's Face jacket. It's also a kid. <laughs> yeah, they're not. <laughs> They're not going back to the Lost and Found. No, exactly. And and it was really sad when she finally retired from working there. I was like, no more North Face. I'm losing all my good clothing. Man, I got in trouble one Thanks, time at, Katie. at, uh, at Bucknell, yep. and, and I had to stick around and clean the dorm rooms after the semester ended, and kids just left everything behind. I got I got Computers enough Computers and stuff? Oh, well, actually, TVs. not computers, but yeah. like TVs, uh, VCRs, clothes, cash. Yeah. I mean, like just stuff left in drawers, tchotchkes. You know, people like at the end of the semester, they're just throwing stuff in bins and getting the hell out of there. And, and and so they just would leave stuff behind. Wow. That was valuable. Wow. Nick, Nick, what did you get in trouble for that you had to stay after and clean the rooms? I think uh, that's another segment. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're gonna, uh, we'll do that. Talk Stick about a fan in that Some one. days we'll talk about fire extinguishers. Uh, <laughs> let, me, <laughs> uh, let me go to Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Good morning. 
Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Brooke. Uh, We're talking about lost and found. What's up? Yeah, so my boyfriend used to work at one of the movie theaters in the city. And one time he tells me, ooh, I have a surprise for you. And I thought maybe it was going to be like a keychain, maybe some unopened candy. No, he comes home and whips out a full-grown police-grade taser. (laughs) (laughs) So now I feel extra safe walking around the city. So you you have a cop taser on you. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's, like, super legit because it's bright purple, but... All right. Had it it sat there for a while and he felt comfortable taking it, or did he just lift it right away? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't ask too many questions. That's probably a good idea. (laughs) Took your taser and left it at that. All right. Thank you, Brooke. Appreciate it. you know, it's got to... We talk about this all the time. What has to yield the greatest um, return on Lost and Found stuff would be your amusement parks. Oh, yeah. My brother used to work work at Sesame, and they would swim the lazy river at the end of the night, and he found a wallet with, like, hundreds of dollars in it. He found uh, a beautiful diamond engagement ring, and both of those he didn't turn over because he said he knew you know what happened if, it, if it's not collect because those places too they leave yeah like most people are traveling in town and like a lot of times they won't come back for it so he uh, the wallet he found the the id uh inside was able to contact the person and then that's a good point a lot of the people that go to like your, your bigger theme parks are not sure. locals yeah. yeah and then the engagement ring he ended up uh meeting the people were from new york they drove down to get the ring and they wow. brought him a watch um it was a really nice watch and no they just kidding. said thank you i mean it was it was a gorgeous ring so okay. uh they you know obviously wanted to get that back and he held on to it you know for that reason and he was able to give it back to the owner yeah but your amusement parks with the rides and oh stuff flying God. out of people's pockets yeah, yeah, absolutely just the nature of dragging all your stuff around all day long yeah wow all right well anyhow thank you for the stories we do appreciate it we got to take a break because we're going to try to stay on time get you some cash how about that and some tickets to mmrbq it's our concert cash promotion which will be along exactly at eight o'clock or as close to it as we can get bizarre pal stories are on the way too so make sure you stay with us if you like what you hear you can see it too check out preston and steve's daily rush on PrestonandSteve.com. now back with more of the preston and steve show podcast now here's your concert cash keyword the word is smart or as Fredo would say, smart. I'm smart. I'm smart. Uh, S-M-A-R-T. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. And there are three ways for you to do it. You can text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you want to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in this company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by AAA Distributor. And again, the word is SMART, S-M-A-R-T. Good luck to you. Before we go into the B-File, Nick, you wanted to mention something? Yeah, real quick, uh, our friend Tina Quincy from uh, Laurel House just stopped by, and she dropped off some goodies for you, Preston, because you're being honored very soon, and for you, Steve Morrison, for hosting the Walk a Mile this past weekend. Tina's a really nice person, and uh, so, Preston, she just wanted to highlight the fact that the for all the work you've done for Laurel House over the years, you're going to be um, saluted, and uh, so as a, a small token of their appreciation... You got some cheese from DeBruno, bro. I like cheese. Uh-huh. This, this Yummy. Tina and um, oh, and then awesome. Steve, you got your own very special 
green bag of cheese. Ooh. Ooh. She didn't have to do that. She, you know, they made. You know, I, I went out and, and uh, hosted the event. Preston and everybody misses you, and they'll be happy to see you again next year. Yeah, I'll do it next. But year. But they made a uh, they made a donation to Max Fund. Oh, that's oh. which was totally. Uh, but I mean, it was it was a really wonderful event. Tina's great. She yes, is. she's yep. so nice, and it's such a great organization. So just wanted to surprise you with that, and uh, you do a lot of work for them. Both of you guys do. I've been to the Walk a Mile in the past as well. Yes, you it's have. An awesome event. Uh, I can't wait to come back next year. And Steve, she was just saying we were just chatting in the parking lot. She was saying it's a really good. First step to them coming back full time, you know, and yes. hopefully they get better weather next year. Honestly, yes. it was crap weather, and it was again coming out of the the darkness of the uh, the past couple of years. But everyone was out there smiling, and everyone was enthusiastic. So here's to a record breaker next year. Nice. Absolutely. And if you know someone, or if you yourself are a victim of uh, domestic abuse, whether that be uh, physical or verbal or whatever, reach out to Laurel House. They are there to help. That's what they do. It's what fundraisers like that are for. Men and women. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's do the bizarre file. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. All right, and the B-File is brought to you by Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's new grilled portobello mushroom and Swiss sub taste as good as it sounds because fresh ingredients make a sub above. Uh, We will start with this story. A Redding, California couple came back from a trip to Sacramento to find some unusual guests inside their home. Hundreds of swallows had invaded Gary and Patty Redemeyer's home, apparently getting in through the chimney. The Redemeyer's neighbor noticed the birds when he went by the house to feed their cat. He called and told them that uh, they were about there were about 20 birds inside. But by the time Gary and Patty returned home, total chaos awaited. Uh, Gary said, as we pulled up, we were thinking, you know, 20 birds or so, that's no big deal. We opened the door, oh, God. and it was like an Alfred Hitchcock oh, my movie. God. Oh, Gary! <laughs> He said that there were birds flying everywhere. He said, I mean, it was crazy. We were ducking and dodging. Gary said it took over three hours to get all the birds out of their house. So I was grabbing a handful. I was grabbing a handful of birds and I grabbed maybe three of them or uh, at a time and kind of ushered them out of the door. The Redemeyers ended up calling ended up calling ServPro to help them clear out their house, the house where Gary and Patty had lived for over 30 years is currently uninhabitable, and the couple plans to live with their daughter in Sacramento for the time being. Oh, so. Gary! Listen how distraught she is. <laughs> Gary said, you can't get all that bird stuff out of the furniture. So all the furniture is gone, all the carpet is gone, the birds are gone, everything is gone, according to Gary. So it's... Uh, the. These are the types of birds that will fly down chimneys and will, um, you know, get in the house and, and, and do this. It's like starlings and swallows, right, are the most common. I, I, that get in your house? Yeah, I, I yeah, don't yeah. know. I've had a robin in my house before. That was fun. Uh, but on top of that, the Redemeyers soon learned that their homeowner's insurance does not cover oh, this no. incident. Oh, man. What? Why not? Their insurance provider, State Farm, told them that they have an exclusion on their policy in regards to birds. Oh That's God. why I went with caca insurance. And they will not pay the claim. Caca! We had all your bird issues! Caca! Uh, the Redemeyers now face roughly $20,000 in damages. Oh, that. Really? 
Look at the video impression. The house is just soaked in bird crap. That's After we had that conversation last week about birds, and we had a couple of experts call in, the one girl emailed me because I've had birds in my garage, and yeah. she explained what birds they were, what they were doing, and she basically said they're trying to find. It's probably the same as what you had. She said in your garage, they try to find like a boot or like a tipped over bucket yeah. or planter to nest in. Built a nest in yeah. my winter boot. Had no idea. Adorable. Yeah. Uh, Nick pulled up that maybe swallows. Swallows. Oh, who knows. A mom hit her boyfriend with her... This is a terrible story, okay, um, for a couple of... Well, the, the main reason, because this mom hit her boyfriend with her car because she found him naked in bed with her seven-year-old daughter. Oh. Holy hell! Yeah, yeah, so listen to this. The man was arrested, faces aggravated sexual assault and uh, of uh, child charges. <clears throat> At around 1 a.m. on August uh, 8th, a woman called police claiming that her boyfriend was in bed with her seven-year-old daughter. The man's name is Delmer Orlando Ortiz Lacona. Uh, the police report says that the woman told 911 that she needed an officer sent to her home. She reportedly started yelling during the call, saying, what are you doing to her? She then told dispatch, I, found, I just found my man, whoever lives with me, naked in bed with my daughter. Please hurry. He's running away. Please hurry. So the dispatcher then asked if the man was the woman's boyfriend. She said he's supposed to be. But you hurry up or I am going to kill him. I'm going to effing kill him, she said. The woman continued to beg for police to hurry while on the phone with the dispatcher. The dispatcher then heard the woman tell the child to get in the car. When the dispatcher asked if the child was okay, the woman replied, yes, I got home just in time. The woman then reportedly told the dispatcher that she was following the man in her car. Then the dispatcher said he heard a sound like something or someone was hit before a young girl started crying. And the dispatcher was told, please get an ambulance. Uh, they asked why, and the woman reportedly said that the man had jumped in front of the vehicle. She said, yes, he jumped right in front of my car. He jumped right in front of my car, sir. Uh, the call between the dispatcher and the woman then ended. The dispatcher tried to call the woman back multiple times. She did not answer. Uh, investigators were assigned to the case, not assigned to the case until March of 2022. I don't know why. Uh, in April, police got a hold of uh, Lacona by phone. He reportedly told an investigator that he was innocent and did nothing wrong, but did not show up to a scheduled meeting with police. A warrant was issued for his arrest on May 3rd, and he was booked into the county detention center. He's being held without bomb. And she freaking ran his ass down, man. I can't say I wouldn't do the same. I know. I know. Students and faculty at Ponte Verde High School were met with an awful sight Thursday morning as a dead shark was hung from the ceiling. Along with rumors from students, an investigation by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission suggests the incident is a result of a senior prank. He hangs with the sharks. In a report, the commission found that uh, five high school students hung a gutted shark from the rafters of the school courtyard on Wednesday. Uh, The report claims that the shark was harvested the night before and then gutted and frozen before being tied to the school's ceiling for everyone to see. It's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. It's, it's actually kind of lame. Yeah, the commission was not able to examine the shark before school officials uh, deposit, disposed of it. If they had filled the school up with birds, that would have been cool. Uh, the school and state fish and wildlife conservation commission officers are still investigating the incident. Here's a story out of New York City. Building management at the Rio, a condo built at 304 East 65th Street, where units sell for millions, is accusing an elderly resident of using the luxury building's pool as a toilet. Uh. (laughs) The 83-year-old resident, Helen Hirsch, defecated in the fitness center's pool and then again in its fitness center shower. What the? The condominium was forced to shut down the fitness center's pool so that it could be properly sanitized 
and to take the fitness center shower out of use so that it could be clean and disinfected. I just love defecating. In addition to pooping in public, Hirsch also, quote, screams and makes loud noises while using the gym and the pool and failed on numerous occasions to wear proper attire in the gym, using gym equipment in a wet bathing suit and not wearing proper athletic footwear or shower or to shower before using the pool. You know, I could do with the inappropriate attire if she stopped crapping in the pool. As a result, the board banned Hirsch from using the amenities, but she allegedly finagled her way back in by deceitfully obtaining a code to access the fitness center from a real estate broker who has been touring possible buyers through the building and has even forced her way into the fitness center when another resident was exiting through the fitness center door. Come on, Uh, just one more turn. The defendant has called the police to the building while when building staff have attempted to restrict her access to the fitness center. Oh, she sounds like a joy. She just loves going in there and doing her Uh business or yelling while she is uh, (laughs) working out in her wet clothes. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, so we got about, um, yeah, you got about five minutes left to enter the word smart. That's what it is for MMR's concert cash. So five minutes left. Make sure that you do that now. Enter the word smart. We want you to win the money. We want you to win the tickets. We want to see you at the MMRBQ. So don't miss your opportunity. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. is almost here featuring disturbed the pretty reckless living color and maybe you Oh, that's right. This year, we debut the Preston and Steve Side Stage. Live band karaoke with Sidearm, plus our friends Froggy are going to be playing live. And it's the return of the Jackie Bam Bam Party Deck. Want to sing on the Preston and Steve Stage? Get audition songs and details at WMMR.com. Then submit your video on social media using hashtag MMRBQ. Also, we're excited to announce our limited time 420 ticket offer. Four lawn tickets at 20 bucks each. MMRBQ 2022, May 21st at Waterfront Music Pavilion. Presented by NJM Insurance Group. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. And sponsored by Pro Team Collision. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. Happy Mother's Day to those uh, all those moms listening. Kathy, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Belated um, yesterday, obviously. And... Uh, Wish I would have done better for my wife this oh, time around. Man. But, you know, Are you happened. serious? No, I mean, I, just, I got her a nice gift and everything. You were, but... like, planning on Friday. What's that? You were planning. It sounded yeah, like yesterday. No, I got, her, I got her something small, and we were, I, I, I got her a massage, which is a beautiful thing. It I sure think, is. But, uh, but we were having some work done on um, our shore house, and so she's down there, and we're split between two places, and so we were down there. But I, I got to hand it to my kids, my two sons, my two adult sons. Uh, made their way, it was well out of their way this weekend to come down and make sure they at least saw her uh, if it was just for a day. And I thought that was really, really cool. And it wasn't me going, guys, you really need to do this. Oh, really? I didn't do anything. They took it upon themselves. Come down. They they brought gifts and everything, and it was it was great. That's got to be nice. Yeah. I thought it was very very yeah nice. yeah. But we didn't get to go out and do a nice dinner or anything like that. But well, it was we were, in, we, were in, it? we were entertaining some um, uh, some friends uh, because they had a sports. Tournament down there, Casey, over Mother's Day weekend. They uh-huh. were just t- talking about that last week, and oh. now that's not very good planning. That, that no, you, sports... you have essentially planned everybody's Mother's Day for them. So. If you, yeah, if you're a sports organization, but we yes. we ended up having a really good time. It was a good weekend. Yes, dude, the weather was horrible at uh-huh. the shore this weekend. So, I mean, it felt like not hurricane level, but 
you know, tropical storm level, it was definitely severely windy the entire weekend. It sucked here. And then when I watched the news, it was like, wow, that's extra sucked down there. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. we had uh, we had some little bit of leakage that happened. Not not flooding, but just, you know, the, the, like ceiling damage and stuff like that. Oh. And uh, some of the siding got ripped off the side of our house. <laughs> that and sucks. Man, our... Our lighthouse died. Oh no! So sad. I can find you one for five hundred dollars, bro. Dude, those things are expensive. (laughs) What are these things? It's it's like a five foot tall lighthouse. I love stuff like nautical looking thing that that you have at you know beach properties and so on. And and ours bit the dust, dude. Son of a bitch! I wanted a new one anyway. That's supposed to guide you from crashing into the house. I know, and it's the thing Uh that dies. But (laughs) it was uh, it was brutal. There was just debris blown all over the place. So it was. uh, So, but no, no actual sea level rise. Flooding, nothing. not where we were, but I think further up the coast, like uh, maybe Barnegat or, or or no Brigantine. I don't know. There were there were some coastal flooding yeah. that happened. So it sucks. I took some video of the uh, of the shore, Casey. The, the 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 ocean was was raging. She was raging. She was raging. Yeah. yeah so we have a um, a flat roof. I've never <laughs> seen anything like this. <laughs> And uh, so we had a, a bunch of rain last year, and so there was a there was water that was leaking onto our porch, and we're like, oh, "What's going on there?" My, you know, my wife's like, "You got to go up and check the roof." So I go up to the but roof. Wait and, until a lightning storm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so I so I had to go up because it is a flat roof, but it's also flat with like a like. I, I mean, I don't know, how, but walls around it, right? Okay. So. so Water can pool up there, and it can pool right. pretty deep if you let it. Gotcha. And thank God my wife had me go up and check there because th- there There's is a, a waiting pool up there? there. There was a tennis ball that had, because there is a there's, there's, a drain. there's a drain there, yeah. and there was a tennis ball that was on top of the drain <laughs> right. that clogged everything up. Steve, there was like three feet of water. Holy hell. Yeah. I mean, a lot of weight on the roof. That is a lot of weight yeah. on the roof, and so thank God uh, I, I did go up there and check because otherwise it would have just gotten worse and worse. And now you don't have to buy a tennis ball. <laughs> Right, you got one. You got one now. Good Free for ball. you. Uh, so, anyhow, it was uh, hopefully you had a, a a good Mother's Day weekend, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and everybody was happy and all that good stuff. Uh, one of the things that did play take place over the weekend was the Kentucky Derby. I totally forgot it was even happening. Oh, I, I was Kathy wore was... a giant hat. Yes, yeah, did. That. Yeah, we went to a Kentucky Derby party. My brother has one every year for uh, clients and family, and so it was uh, it was great. We, everybody got dressed up. The party was outside. Oh, um, oh, that's perfect. So it was freezing, but there was um, you know like a structured overhang, and uh, there were heaters, so we were actually fine. We actually uh, you know had a great time, and uh, the race was awesome. Hey, where'd you get your hat? Uh, my hat is from Northern Bell Company. It's a girl um, out of North Jersey, and this is what she does. She basically, Kentucky Derby is like her, you know, her day. Yeah. But she makes these hats all year long, and so, uh, yeah, I got one from her. Yeah, so. everybody looks great. It looks it looks very, um, um, you know, very appropriate to the Kentucky Derby. I, I just happened to be switching around the channels where we were going to start watching something, and, and I said, oh, we, we haven't missed the, the race and Preston, I swear to God, we're sitting there and we're looking at all the, the breakdown of the different horses and the jockeys and so on and so forth. Mm. And both my wife and I turn to each other and say, you know what? We should just probably, when this happens, mm. bet on the long shot. Yeah. Bet on the long shot, right? Uh-huh. And I'm sure that's a standard thing. <laughs> just for fun, yeah. The horse, yeah. wasn't he? 48 but, hours prior to the race, he was not even going to be in the race. Yeah. Oh, was, really? Yeah. So the the, 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 rate, the horse, and there's a whole bunch of, you know, sea biscuit type legend around this horse. Um, was bought for nothing for like thirty, 30 grand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a there was a scratch, and the, and then this horse got okay. Got put in. 
Uh, is Kentucky an hour behind us, by the way, Preston? No, it's oh. uh, still Central Time. Okay, because I saw it said post time 5.57. I was like, wait. okay. It's got to be. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's 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 Central Time. I'm sorry. All right, yes, so, it's not Eastern I, Time. I Googled the post time so I could watch it, and, and so the post time was 557. And I ended up watching for an hour leading up to this race. I just, I was. Did you get caught up in the excitement because of that then? Yeah, well, you know what it actually did is it gave me a chance to go online and, uh, and place a bet that. Uh, did you bet long shot? Oh, no. Yeah. I did not. No, but normally I do. Like if I'm betting a trifecta or something like that, just for, you know. I displayed the same kind of financial prowess that get me away from purchasing Apple stock right. 20 years ago. But I did have two of the three of the, uh, of the trifecta. I had, uh, uh, Zappos or Zanos or whatever that guy's name is, and then Epicenter. But uh, the, yeah, I did not have the the long shot. Yeah, there's an overhead shot that I, I posted on my uh, my Twitter account over the weekend. Somebody um, sent to me. I've never seen a horse come back the way that Rich Strike did to take over Epicenter, and like the way that he weaved in and out of other horses. It was amazing. It was unbelievable. And, and it was and really exciting. It. And then to like to come down. The, I mean, all of this happened down the stretch, yeah. which to me is you know some of the most exciting uh, moments in sports. And then he like he put on these afterburners to get to the front, and <laughs> yeah. it just was really remarkable. And then like the, there were two horses in the lead, he blew right past both of them. I was it was one of the most exciting races Nick, I've seen in a long time. So I'm watching and I'm and I'm, I'm like I'm thinking. I'm very excited by what I'm seeing. Yeah. Is this something that's big? Because it looks big to me. It looks like this horse came out of nowhere <laughs> and is blowing these favorites away. Yeah. And then if you saw the gait on that horse in particular, it seemed to be, you know, stretching much further than the The other ones were tired from mm-hmm. keeping that pace. Yeah. And then this guy just blew out of nowhere. Well, this overhead view that you've got, Nick, really shows how they can move in and out of yeah. positions. Yeah. Not just side by side. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's zipping around. He's serpentine. Uh, making his way through the pack. That's oh, crazy. Uh, and then, so yeah, cool. and that, that, last, uh, <laughs> that last stretch, he just wow. turns it on. I mean, is that the, the jockey doing that? Like, is the jockey weaving him definitely, in and out of those? Definitely yeah, the jockey, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah okay. You know what's interesting about horse racing? We had uh, Keith Jones on one time. Keith Jones, a long time uh, uh, at uh, Park's uh, racetrack, he calls the horses. He yeah. used to work for the, the Phantoms. He was the, the, the announcer there. That's where I got to know him. And the thing about horse racing is, even though it looks like uh, they're increasing in speed. They're actually slowing down the entire time. Oh, that really? That they're going. They start off going as fast as they can. But yeah, it makes sense. They're like runners. I mean, yeah, like yeah. you've only got so much juice in you. Uh, that they that they're actually slowing down their time as they go, but oh, it's wow. it's who that. can keep up, who can who can keep that stamina going the whole. Well, time. And that's my- that's the point they were making, uh, Kathy. Is that as you're getting towards the end, the other the horses that were the favorites. We're starting to peter out. Well, right. I guess this one kept yeah. some in the tank. Well, my horse was leading for, yeah. he, he was right, you know, yeah. right out. Who's uh, your horse? Was number four. Summer is tomorrow or summer and tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and then just like, you know, by the end of the race, he was all the way in the back. Press my, fa- this. <laughs> Press my, my favorite this part. Noise. Uh, after the race was over, uh, <laughs> Rich Strike just kept biting the other horse that uh, they were trying to like, <laughs> Did you see it? No, yeah, he was, he was escorting. escorting and, yeah. So tell the story. No, he was just was, escorting the horse, I guess, over to like where they're going to like interview him and and get all. Yeah, the, yeah there's know, another the, rider that goes by them. They always have a out. companion horse, mm-hmm. and the purpose of that horse is to keep the other horse calm. In this case, yeah. Rich Strike was like kept chomping at the other horse, <laughs> kept so biting much the other so horse. That, wow. that the other trainer had to like punch the horse in the face. He, he wow. was getting rough with him, and I was like, and to, so listen, I, I don't know horses. I don't know if this is what you're supposed to do, but I was like, this guy's 
probably going to catch a ration of crap for being so rough with the horse. He had to. Ra- the horse had did to. you Rich just Strike see what it? they did while they raced? Yeah, I know. Yeah, right? Exactly. exactly. Right. I mean, I'm sure right Rich said, oh, yeah, you said I couldn't win, right? <laughs> ha! Let's get, uh, let's get the call uh, from Churchill Downs. Here we go. Jackson gets the rail run, and they're into the stretch. It is Messier, Crown Pride, and Epicenter is coming up on the outside. Epicenter has taken the lead. I love it when he says, and down the stretch they come. Mm-hmm. That's it. These two, strike for stride, simplification down the outside is next. They're coming down to the wire. Epicenter's handed. Rich strike is coming up on the inside. Oh, my goodness. The longest shot has won the Kentucky Derby. Wow. Rich strike has done it in a stunning, unbelievable upset. That's awesome. <laughs> that is one event I would really like to get to at some point in my life. I, I've never been. I've never been to like a, a major horse race or, or anything along those lines. But uh, like that, the Masters, I is think would be really ticket? cool. I, I think it's well. You know, that's a good question, Casey. I think it's not that tough to get a ticket, like uh, in general. But I'd like to, you know, not, it, uh, I'll tell you what to do it, it right. If yeah. you if you if you don't want to go through the hassle and the tough ticket to get, I can tell you a close second. There's a place in Lexington called Keeneland. And when they're open for the races, it's like it's an event at every single race. It's not just like they like here the tracks run and maybe there's a handful of people out betting and so on. It's a big deal, and people dress up and okay. they and they and you have the mint juleps and the whole thing. So it's the same thing, but but not it's, as difficult. Yeah, and and they have big races as well. But you can go and get that type of feel if you want. But without the whole Kentucky Derby, mm. it's really you know, or the, or the Preakness, like it's just crazy. Like yeah. you could can't you dress as a horse and get in? You probably <laughs> could. Yeah, but, but the pageantry is there. Uh, it, it's really awesome. I've done it a number of times because my family, you know, is from that area. Yeah. So we used to go to Belmont all the time. My my, my father was got into a brief run where he was, uh, um, you know, doing the track and going to the, doing the betting. It's really wonderful. It's a lot of fun. Belmont was great. They would do a thing called Breakfast at Belmont where you could go and, and go back and walk around the horses and all that stuff. And, yeah, I don't care what level you're at. They're amazing to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, so when I was actually getting my dress for the party, there was a girl who was also there trying on outfits. Um, and I believe she bought the same dress I did, but she was actually Bitch. going to the <laughs> Kentucky Derby. No, she was from oh, Conshohocken, okay. and, and she said they just got tickets. Her and her husband got tickets, and they you know, they wanted to go. And so they were heading out there. And she said they weren't actually all that expensive either. Right. Like, it was pretty reasonable okay. of a ticket. Cool. Enjoy my dress. <laughs> yeah. It makes you look no. creepy. I've um, been to Preakness, though. That was... That's a party, that's right? That's a party, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, especially yeah. we were... It was when you could go in the infield and party, uh, and we did. It was funny, Preston, because they cut to the... You know, I was watching, like, Casey. I got yeah. caught up. and like, well, now I'm into it. I'm going to watch it until we get to the race. And so they're going along, you know, the, the big hats and the... You know, everybody's sort of regal, and there's, like, three or four guys up against the rail, like, oh! Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, that's different. Um, Seabiscuit is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It's, it's so just- good incredible <clears throat> there's a scene where um and red uh toby mcguire's character can't race him because he's got a broken leg and and so uh his friend takes over for him and when uh, when he's racing against um oh not man of war um uh, war admiral yeah he's racing against war admiral and they're on they're on the the back stretch and he goes so long charlie yes. yeah. i'm like i get, I get goosebumps <laughs> i start crying he just takes off but i tell you what another movie if you want to see an amazing horse uh is secretariat it's yes. a good movie um it's it's not as good as sea no. biscuit but 
in that final match, in it's that great. final race, that horse goes so far beyond everybody else. Like, they're just, everybody's looking and going, like, this is impossible. This can't be. This animal can't possibly do this. You know, it, the thing with Seabiscuit and the way that the original book, which I read after, you know, seeing the uh, the movie, and I adore the movie, it's it's it is used as uh, an analogy to everyone of the time of struggling of getting up on you and the narration is so spot on about feeling important and feeling like you can achieve something and seeing that through this horse just a great story so is this uh, horse i mean obviously he's going to run in um in the preakness right i mean there's two is different this gonna, is this going to be the next story it, it's, if he wins. anything's possible, <laughs> Maybe. right? Yeah, you know, it does, it does throw off all of the pre-planned, you know, how the pr- the progression was perceived and right. going. But yeah, uh, epicenter was that, the guy that makes it exciting. Horse. Yeah. Hey, um, is Kentucky the longest of the three of the Triple Crown? Mm. Which, do you know which one's Good the question. shortest, longest? Okay, I don't know because that one, you know, the the length of this race seemed to work. And uh, I keep wanting to say, "Lucky strike." Belmont you know what? It, it's Belmont because in the movie Secretariat, they talked about Sham, who was the second horse that was uh, supposedly had more stamina than Secretariat, and then Secretariat just blew him away. Like, like he didn't even come close. It, right? Yeah. I mean, so, it was like it was like by like thirty lengths. It was ridiculous. So here's the breakdown, pressing. Uh, All right, uh, one and a quarter mile Kentucky Derby is intermediate length race of the Triple Crown. The Preakness uh, is a shorter race at one and three sixteenths, and uh, Belmont is the longest at one and a half. So it's only a quarter mile okay. longer you know, than the Kentucky Derby. What was interesting is that you had the um, so it wasn't a, a wet track, or it wasn't you know it was overcast. It was in the high sixties, I guess, in Kentucky. But when they finish that race, any yeah. any of the people toward, <laughs> towards the back of the line, yeah. those jockeys covered in mud, and they uh-huh. have multiple sets of goggles. Do you, <laughs> yeah. you notice that? Uh-uh. So, so, like, even though they had multiple goggles, I guess so that they can like throw can, them off, so they can switch. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So I wonder how, like, if they were, and I'm sure they do this because they they're able to extrapolate so much in sports. If they were able to uh, put the Preakness, right? Okay. Uh, uh, Preakness is the is the shortest. If they were able to put the Preakness, like who would have finished in that amount of time? Oh, I see like, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like who would have been in first place at that <clears throat> point? Hang on, uh, Jessica went to the Kentucky Derby. Just got back yesterday. Oh. Hey, Jessica. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. Excellent. Did you have a good time? Oh my gosh, it was an amazing experience. We had so much fun. Hold on a second. I have a question. Uh, somebody yeah. texted in. I don't believe this. It says heads up. There is only one ladies' room at Churchill Downs for the general public. Oh. Well, there's only one that I use, but I can't imagine that that was the only one. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about like 100,000 people. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. What type of tickets did you have, Jessica? We sat in the grandstand in section 125, so we were sort of on like the last stretch in the like lower level section. Is it a tough ticket to get, and is it an expensive ticket to get? I, I would say it wasn't too tough to get. I entered the lottery. There's a lottery to buy tickets. It's, uh, I think it's in the summertime. So I entered the lottery, got a notification in the fall that I was eligible to buy tickets, and I went online and, and bought them. Mm. They're, they're not cheap, but um, they're two-day tickets for the Kentucky Oaks and the Kentucky Derby, and it includes everything. It includes all your food, all oh. your drinks, everything. So how, how much was it, if you don't mind me asking? It was um, $700 a person. Okay. 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 Well, two with, days. With that inclu- the, the stuff days. included, it makes it... Exactly. Parking yeah. included? Yeah. What did you say? Was parking included, or you guys probably flew there and you we, didn't have a car? We flew there, and then we took Ubers all around. Now, okay. do they include a large foam finger that says, I'm number one? <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, did you get dressed up and wear a hat? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. And everybody is dressed like that or the majority of the people? The majority of people. There's a whole variety of outfits, you know, anything from people being like way dressed down, like people that are sitting in the infield to like ball gowns. And, you know, but but honestly, the guy's attire was more exciting than the girls. Like the suits were were so fun to see. Jessica, how how close were you to the to the trumpeter who does the classic, you know, uh, call to the uh, call to the gate gate? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Not too close. But I mean, every time that was sort of like your signal of like, okay, let's get ready. Like the race is going to go off soon. Uh, It was very close. Yeah. Call to the post. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's the one. You had a big ass horn, man. I, I don't know if he was there uh, this weekend, but I've seen Gene Simmons there quite a bit over the years. It's great. Yeah, Nick, I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> they have five different dipping sauces for the chicken sauce. <laughs> about one of them is bourbon flavored. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. I yeah, was he, so ripped. Wow. He's a big horse racing guy. I ran out the trip. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I am a huge horse racing guy. I just want to wish my husband a happy fifth anniversary. That's Aww. why we, we went to the Derby. We got married on Derby Day five years ago. Aww. We went for our anniversary. That's nice. awesome. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you for you. calling in, too. Uh, my, I have a collection of, so one of the things they have at uh, the Kentucky Derby is they have these commemorative glasses. Yeah. And my family collected them for oh, ages. Cool. They're and right I've, there, right? <clears throat> what's that? They're right. They're very close to the Churchill yeah, Downs. Uh, well, uh, they're close to Keeneland in Lexington. Okay. Uh, Churchill Downs is about an hour away. Oh, wow. hour, hour and 20 minutes at tops. Hmm. Uh, uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So I have all these glasses at home. I'll show. I'll take some pictures of them sometime. They're pretty cool. They're collectibles. I could probably sell them for a decent amount. But they they list all of the winners of the Kentucky Derbies over the years, and uh, it goes back. I've, I probably have one from the year that um, uh, Secretariat won, which was probably seventy two, seventy three, seventy three. I have to watch yeah. Seabiscuit again now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you talk about movies that that just oh. are like that, like Ford versus Ferrari, yes, yeah. Saint, where you yes. just, I'm sorry, it's on. Yeah, it, leave me alone. Yep. I was thinking I would like to go to that horses, Casey, and race cars. <laughs> you got a whole new movie. That'd be <laughs> Sea Biscuit in a Ferrari. Well, well they, they, they would have to make it a bigger Ferrari, right? Well, sure, like yeah. a, a custom one. Yeah, yeah you'd have to size. tape the shift to mm-hmm. the hoof. Yeah. yeah, I think it could work. It'd be, an auto- it. yeah. It'd be an automatic. Yeah, like, I'm stupid for thinking. How dare you? Uh, look at me, like the idiot I am, thinking a horse can shift. No, I, I mean, I think they have the hooves. <laughs> Well, no, they would have to retrofit everything for hooves because they don't have right. the opposable thumbs. Right. So they would have to do something. They can do it. They could do it. They, they did it, they it for Sam. Hey, you know what? I'd rather see orangutans do it. Like that dude who's driving the golf cart around the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's too cash. Too cash. Yeah. Too cash. Yeah. Uh, you were going to say, I don't, I wanted to go to the Kentucky Derby or something like that. No, no, no. I would like to do that, but for $700, I don't think I want to go to the Kentucky well, Derby. Well, it, 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 it includes a lot, yeah. so if you save up. I'm not going to eat $700 worth of food, <laughs> yeah. and I don't drink, so. Yeah, yeah you could go to another uh, race sometime. But I have been to a, a few different races in and around the area, and it is a fun experience. Was it Bar- Barbaro was the, um, uh, was the, that the, the legendary? It's Smarty Jones and Barbaro yeah. were the two from around here. Yeah. Yeah. Who was that mining in the effed up horse? Is that, that, Bar- was that was Barbaro. That was Barbaro. Yeah, because Barbaro was on a great trajectory. You know what? Parks Casino, the race the track out there, is actually yes, kind of fun. It's if great. You go, you I have not done it. It's and fun. I, and I would like to go sometime. They should let the gamblers run the track. <laughs> and do, um, just, all right, so one of the uh, race uh, tracks around here only does the... Uh, Monkeys. No, chariot. <laughs> or what's it's not called chariot. What's that called? It's, uh, it's called a harness race. The harness monkeys race. are on the track. <laughs> yeah. Now they're off the track. I've been to now harness racing. There was a place in Kentucky my dad used to take me to called the Red Mile. And, uh, and yeah, we used to go to the harness racing. It was okay. pretty cool. You know, it's, it's in, what's interesting about those is sometimes there's a very specific gate 
uh, that they have to use. Yeah, both very high stepping. Well, no, their um, uh, their front and hind leg on each side have to move forward at the same time, as opposed to galloping oh, like yeah. this. Oh. So it's uh, it's really strange. And if they break gate, they're out. They're, so, they they are, wow. they're they're disqualified. Roosevelt Raceway in New York was it was a it was a uh, quarter horses, I guess. Uh, they they pull the uh, the jockey in the w- what is that called where they're pulling the, the jockey in the wagon? Yeah, it's a harness race. Right, a harness race. Yeah. So that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And, and and from where my desk was when I used to work at DRE in Garden City, I could see completely. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So if you stayed that's late, cool. you could watch the races. So I used to uh, I, I used to uh, voice these uh, TV shows called Sports Disasters. I was the narrator of these shows, and I'm telling you. Some of the worst yeah. sports accidents that mm-hmm. I had seen were from harness racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, one would, would bump into another, and then, like, all of them would just flip over yeah. and be thrown it's all like over. like cherry racing. Yeah. Um, it's, and also, you spend the entire race at the business end of a horse. Yes. <laughs> Something's yeah, going to yeah, yeah, fly yeah. back there. I, they are absolutely beautiful animals. I, I am always impressed by horse races. I uh, And I hope this doesn't make me sound like an insensitive jerk, but that the, the media frenzy around the Barbaro incident a few years ago. It really kind of blew my mind. What was the incident? Well, when he he was sick and then, like, he broke his leg, it just became, like... Front page news for like a month. You know why though? Because I think cause was it a we have so weekers? little to hold on to. Maybe. We, yes, and, 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 then, and then what happened was no, that, no, no. I'm remember the, the following report? I remember. I remember Jim Garner and Nick going. Well, we still have the Rocky statue. Yeah. I, there was there were no winners in yeah. Philly at the time, right? It was before the Phillies won the World right, Series, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was this like this huge gap of anybody doing anything in this town. So there was a lot of affection for the horse, and, and I swear, yeah, to that God, horse not, was serving as a conduit for all it, our desires it was. to win something. And, and it's a, tr- a serious tragedy that he, that he passed away. I just like the fascination behind what was going on with Barbara at the time. I was like. All right. I, I don't know. I guess I'm just a little flummoxed by it. Well, and they, it wasn't... Pr- well, I, listen, I, I didn't live in any other cities at that time, I, but I wonder if the fervor was still was the same in, in other areas because, like, Medina Spirit, that horse isn't around anymore, and that was the one who won last oh. year, and they stripped... That's the right. Title. Yes, that's right. And he died, and I was like, and I didn't even realize that until I was watching the pre-race stuff. I was like, oh, wait, that happened. Well, Nick, I think I, I think I remember part of the the excitement around that, and the reason we got so fired up is because, and you'll have to go back and check the history. It had been so long since anyone had taken a triple crown. Okay, yes. and yeah. that that it if it were to happen, and it was from a horse from here, it would have been. Big big news! I got you. Uh, that somebody had won the triple crown. So it was. It was we just need somebody to win. We, we just needed a winner. <laughs> one, yeah. I got a question. And that, that's a big winner, right? So does the horse that comes in last place at the at the Kentucky Derby? Do they, they win anything? The, a participation award. Yep. Um. Yeah. yeah there's. Uh, well, you know what? I can't answer that definitively. I thought there's money. Uh, for everybody in that in that race, but I'm not 100 like percent. Like in a certain, they, they win a bullet, right? No, <laughs> I know. But like like in the PGA, in, if you're in like a, a pro golf tournament, yeah, is there a point where they you don't get paid anything? Where the money line yeah, stops? The money oh, line, maybe. I, I I think they have to at least to make those people participate. You'd probably have to offset some of the costs, right? I don't know how how stringent or strict no. they are with the rules, but that's a lot of money that sport. My dad's cousin was uh, uh, race thoroughbreds, and my dad worked with him for a while. And they would go, they would travel around from track to track, taking the horse around, and racing and stuff. It's it's a it's a tough business, very tough business. And you, you're more big money. What race has big money is the Breeders' Cup. Yes, okay. I think that's the uh, I think that's a that's the the named after the band, one. correct? Yeah, the Breeders. <laughs> Cannibal. Ooh. Ooh. I don't think. <laughs> the horses are on their track. <laughs> <laughs> 
horses are on the track. <laughs> I don't, Case, I don't think the last place <laughs> horse gets anything. Remember, Kat? No. <laughs> On the last crash. <laughs> I don't, or is it Splash? It's something it's that rhymes with Ash. Okay. Uh, what does it say, this, Nick? This is true. I forgot this part. Because they normally don't even try to fix a horse... With a broken, with a broken leg. leg, Barbaro was an exception to the rule. Yeah, okay. he had that broken leg, and normally depends on how bad it is. But they, don't they normally just put it down on the track itself? Like they bring that cart around. They will and actually go out, put a grenade it. in his mouth, <laughs> <laughs> pull the pin. Yeah. Do, you just, do you have any last? Everyone, words? look away! Look away! <laughs> Wait. Saw... Any moment now! Oh my god! Oh man, I got some Barbaro on me. Oh man. <laughs> Preston, you see all those like flying Kentucky Derby hats, <laughs> <laughs> women splattered in blood and hair. <laughs> Seabiscuit had a uh, a leg break, did he? Yeah, not? yeah, yep. And uh, they brought him back, and he eventually he ran his crutches. hard. <laughs> Seems unfair. Well, actually, the jockey has to hold the crutches. unfair. Uh, That'd be yeah. harder. Well, now you got six legs. I don't know. <laughs> I leaked in my arm. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's okay. I'll survive. Save that for the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, Kentucky Derby is over. Amazing. They had yeah. a winner. Congratulations. Yeah. It was a long shot. And yeah. hang on a second. Hold on. Somebody can answer. Uh, Veronica works in horse racing. Uh-huh. Hello there, Veronica. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hi. So um, Casey had a question about the money line in a big race right. like the uh, the Kentucky Derby. Generally, the road's paid out to fifth place. The fifth place finisher is the last one that gets paid. Okay. Ah. Okay. So, so other the other they're they're just they're they paid to right. be there and that, that's it. All right. All right. There it's you a go. Gamble. Yeah. Yeah. It's a business. And you were talking about how the uh, the colt was attacking the track pony. The colt was savaging the track pony, and normally a lot of times track pony riders have. Um, a cover over the shoulders of their track pony oh. to protect it from that. And that one didn't. Animal. Yes. So, no, Veronica, Veronica, why do you think that was the case? Why do you think the, the, the why was the horse doing that? They probably didn't expect it, and nobody expected that colt to behave like that, but it's a stud, and um, studs are a little bit rougher on the animals. Okay. Yeah. But I yeah. think it actually bit the man on the leg, too. Yeah. Ah. That video, it looks like it might have grabbed his thigh. He was pissed, man. Oh, Veronica, you, yeah. ever been, you ever been bitten by a horse? Many times. Many uh, times. That's got to hurt, right? It can, yeah. Wow. So, okay. so uh, otherwise, <laughs> does, does a horse like that... <laughs> it's so funny watching the video. It, it is. <laughs> what do you do in a situation like that? Because the world is now looking at this horse trying to eat another horse. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did the best he could do yeah. with it, grabbing it by the bridle and, and jerking it around a little right. bit to get its attention. Um, a couple other outriders come over and try to help him get a get a lead line on it right. so he could get it away from his pony. And they finally did that. So <laughs> it settled down after he got it away from the pony. But yeah. a situation Boys. like that with a two-year-old colt, three-year-old colt that's all amped up and, and – and it's a stud colt to begin with. Yeah, so he's, he's so broad, is, is he like a little horny? I mean, is that kind of, for lack no, of a better term, no? No, no, it's, no they just they can be very aggressive as stallions. A lot um, of testosterone. I work in the standard bread industry. We were talking about the standard bread industry earlier yeah. uh, with the sulkies. And, 
we get some of the horses that come down to the track to race, and uh, they're pretty vicious. They're pretty nasty. Where do you, you know? Have... You notice, like when when we get we get good ratings, we run along and we, we start biting Kathy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I try annoying. not to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Kathy, Veronica, get yourself some cover. Yeah. <laughs> she wears padded shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> Veronica, where do you, where do you work? What's your track? I work for the state. Um, I work at in the detention barn at Harris Casino down here in Chester. Wow. Okay, huh. awesome. Okay. I, I wanna, yeah, I don't want to come and check that out. Can you uh, email Casey and uh, give him a tour sometime? Um, I'm sure that if you guys contacted Amanda Thomas, the racetrack commissioner, and asked her, she would. Uh, yeah, there, there you go. go. There you go. I'll Otherwise, just show up dressed as a horse. Yeah, excellent. Thank you, Veronica. You're welcome. Appreciate it. My old doc, my doctor, uh, a former doctor of mine, used to. Um, he would go to uh, Delaware to the track there, and uh, he would treat the jockeys. Oh, uh, that, okay. that couldn't afford health care or stuff like that. He was Aww. doing it on his own time. It was a really, really cool thing to do. So he was around the horse uh, industry quite a bit. It, it, it was wild to see. And were you guys watching at the moment? Oh, Casey, all, all the jockeys came out in line. I mean, mm-hmm. they're teeny tiny. Obviously, they're teeny mm-hmm. tiny. They're, 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 they're meant to be. But yeah. you, it, it was crazy to see the line of, uh, you know, the. I got the sound effect. Some, Some guys like no, them. No, no, no. Yeah. Damn it. Some guys no, like them. No, no, no. What is that? That's them walking out, Preston. There we go. Some guys like what are we hearing? It's, it's oh, stop. Can you hit stop? <laughs> Damn I hate this system. <laughs> there we go. There so, so just to explain, <laughs> do you want a touchscreen system? Yeah. Yeah, I want a touchscreen system. Now, let's do that. The index of the touchscreen system is these tiny little buttons. I can see them. They're uh-huh. so tiny. Uh-huh. Um, so Kentucky Derby pays out the most to the winner. Um, oh, all right. And then Preakness is second. Uh, so Kentucky Derby, uh, the total is $3 million. Preakness is uh, $1.5 million, And then Belmont Stakes is a $1 million. So if you talk about your cash outlay, though, to get it, get to that level, yeah. you know, it's expensive. Yep. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. Very interesting. Occasional finding out what all goes on at these horse races and so on, but uh, a big long shot for last year. Yep. All right, listen, we got a break. We have guests who are in our Acme Lounge as we speak. It is the band The Warning. We played some music from them last Friday Very before we cool. left for the weekend. Yeah, and uh, they're stopping in just to play here for you, which Excellent. is pretty amazing. So we'll meet them, we'll hear from them, and we'll come back with that in a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Bridge to the Beach. Celebrating 50 years of riding for a world without cancer. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, June 12th, for this family-friendly ride to save lives. We'll start by crossing the Ben Franklin Bridge. Whether you ride to honor a loved one or in memory of someone you've lost, you ride for them and with them each and every mile. All Team WMMR. MMR riders get the official Team WMMR t-shirt courtesy of Wilson's Secret Sauce in Upper Darby. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. You know, this is like semi-historic today. It's yeah, absolutely. I believe this is the first live music we've had in the studio post-pandemic. In years. So it's it's literally, literally years. years, and it yeah. was a pretty regular thing for us, so... We're excited that uh, these ladies are representing that live music. We were playing some uh, uh, music from them last week on the show, and we're excited that they're just stopping through town. Just say hello and play. Please welcome uh, Alejandra, Danielle, and Paulina from The Warning. Hello. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. morning. 
welcome. We're yes. so glad you made it here. And and just stopping through, right? You guys aren't playing in town, are you? Oh, we, we played, played yesterday. yesterday. You played last yeah. night. Yeah. Okay, where's where the gig last night? In uh, the Brooklyn Bowl. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. How was that? Was that cool? It was, it was awesome. Cool. We had a bowling alley literally in the same venue. That was crazy. <laughs> yes, that's always cool, right? Did you go, yeah. did you go throw any, uh, did, you, did you bowl at all while oh, you were there? Yes. I lost in first yes. place. You lost? Yes. I lost in first place. Yes. Lost in first place. Yes. Okay, go. See, if you can pull that thing. ball those off, that's a cool thing exactly. to do. Uh, so uh, the three ladies here are sisters, and uh, is your last name pronounced uh, Villarreal? Is that how you say it? Yes. I got you it. How about yeah, that? Big round of applause for that. Two years of Spanish, junior high school. Thank you very much. Good. Yes. Mm, this bueno. one time. <laughs> and paid off this once. <laughs> um, no, but you, you guys are uh, born in Mexico? Yes. Okay. We okay. live there as well. We're and, Mexican. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. And uh, I, I, so here's uh, the question, because we're just learning about you guys. Um, you had a viral video uh, that hit, and it was you guys playing, uh, covering Metallica. Yes. How old were you at the time when you did the oh video? Oh, my God. I don't remember exactly how old we it were. It was 2014. 14. 14. So I was 14. So oh. I was 12, and I was, I was 9. Oh, oh my God. God. We were That's... tiny. We were really yeah. tiny yeah. babies. Yeah. But it took off. I mean, it took off like crazy, like millions and millions. I think was it the last tally is some upwards of twenty eight million views or something like that. Oh my some god, cr- I didn't know that number. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was basically what started our whole career as musicians. Yeah. Not so, only that, you you end up on Metallica's own radar. They're they're they yeah. they're thrilled with it. Yeah. Uh, and, and everyone getting kudos, but it progresses, right, Preston? And it yeah. was a cool for so, full circle moment because yeah. now last year we were able to participate with our own version of Enter Salmon in the Metallica Blacklist album, which is the 30th anniversary of the Black Album. Oh so it's just, oh, we started <laughs> with that song and now we have our own version for our Metallica album. That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Who who posted the video? Was it one of your parents? Or? Yeah. 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 No kidding. No, yeah. no kidding. Wow. Yeah, we posted yeah. videos on YouTube for like our grandparents to see them, and then suddenly millions of views. Well, dad, dad certainly deserves a rare spot in the uh, in the liner notes, right? <laughs> of course. Uh, that's very cool. All right. So uh, to to run down who does what in the band for those who may not uh, know, uh, Alejandra plays bass. Yeah. Uh, Danielle is the uh, guitarist. Yes. And uh, Paulina, the drummer. I'm the drummer. Fellow drummer. Thank you very much. Drummers. Totally, yes. man. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Who started first? Who got involved in music first? Uh, well, it was the same time. Yeah, but Paul and I at the same time because Halle was just I a was too young. baby <laughs> when we three. learned to play piano. Yeah. So we started it off, and then Halle was just like, "I want to." Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I want in. All right, and then, but at that point, you know. Uh, Sometimes you know siblings can get involved in the same activity. It doesn't mean they want to do it together. Um, <laughs> yes. Were you playing with other people or just always you three? No, it was basically we all played individually. It was never a group thing. It was only after Alice started playing the bass when she was like, I don't know how old you were. Was I like seven, eight? Well, oh my god, okay, yes. That we started like, oh, we can play these instruments together. Yeah, and that's just kind of how it started out. Did you all like rock, or or what? What I assume there are multiple. Everyone always has multiple influences, yeah. but were you all rockers right from the get go? Yes, because our parents are rockers. But basically, we listen to a lot of different types of music. But it was the video game, the rock band, that really got us into rock, and that was the reason why we started playing the instruments we play today. Did songs of yours end up on eventually? Yes, How cool is that? How cool is that? Band 4. It was, we have two songs on Rock Band 4. It was <laughs> insane. Do you play your own song? 
We tried. We, we did. <laughs> yeah, we failed. We, 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 we were horrible at it. It was really embarrassing. You couldn't play your own song? We couldn't. That's crazy. That's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> How well do you guys get along? Because uh, we get along really well. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Because you're females, you're sisters, you live together. You're like that's that's a yeah, lot of <laughs> a lot of time spent together. No, but but honestly, we're best friends, and uh, we make like this is a really hard um, career to have sometimes. Yeah. But I feel like we manage it so well because we communicate with each other really well because we're sisters. And it's just a really nice environment to be in. We well, feel very comfortable. If you start to think about it, I mean, it's, the, the the industry can be pretty predatorial and it can eat people up. And, and to have people that, you know, I mean, you're not going to get anybody closer than family to watch exactly. your back. Yeah. Well, so the reason I ask is because the world of rock is littered with with uh, brothers and sisters that have hated each other oh, yeah. over the years. The, 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 the Gallagher brothers from o- Oasis and the, the Davies from the Kinks and the Black Crows. Yeah. And so that, but you know, none of We're that good. for you. None of that for you guys. You guys love each other. Nothing but love. <laughs> We can definitely yeah. tell that. That's cool. So uh, as far as, and we're going to get you guys to play uh, the song Money here in a moment because uh, it's awesome. Uh, first of all, uh, who does the majority of the writing? Do you guys work together? Does one of you write the songs? How does that work out? So we write the songs, the three of us together. Mm-hmm. I, the drummer, usually start the songs in the piano. If I have a melody, lyrics, a, a little bass of something, I show it to them and then we start working on it, the three of us together. And that's usually where the song takes off. But it's a really cool process. But talking about the sister thing, that's usually where we fight the most. Yeah. Oh, with writing. the songwriting? Yeah. Yep. Do, do, yeah. They all, they all you, agree. Do you have a good... So the, if you set the parameters and say, okay, we're going to fight, but we're fighting for the same cause, so does that how you get... Yeah, is that yeah, how it works? Yeah. Like okay. That. And at the end of the day, music is just opinions and right. its tastes. So it's just kind of like balancing our opinions until we reach a middle ground. Okay. And that's what we've been doing so far. It's got to be hard awesome. because you 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 write something that that you like that it yes. but the other people aren't the other two might not be hearing it. And they have to choose, am I going to be honest that I don't really like this? Or am I just going to say, yeah, that's good. We usually choose the honesty path. Good. (laughs) And it's crazy to kind of try and describe and pitch your idea. Because you hear it in your head, but no one else is hearing that. So So you kind of have to like sell your point without having an actual point, if that makes any sense. I know. Anthony Kiedis, I remember I was watching, was it maybe behind the music or whatever, and he was talking about Under the Bridge, you know, and and when he came to the rest of the band, he was sure they were going to, Hate it, and they didn't quite. They didn't quite get it, but they didn't. They said, "Okay, let's let's work this." And and he said, "That's when he felt this is my band. We're a band. Like they may they may not understand it right now, but they're going to work with me to get what I want to get out." So yeah. you guys had that yeah, same that's dynamic. The whole thing. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yes. Yeah, that's very cool. What about what about your parents? Do they have in, in say in the music at all, or they leave it up to you guys? Oh, they leave it up to us definitely. Right. Yeah, like they really support us throughout mm-hmm. the whole process, but the like. That's our thing. Okay. We'll give honest opinions. Yeah. yeah. Good. So that's yeah. good. Well, okay. and I feel like with family, too, like parents and then especially siblings, there's no, like, you can be honest. Like, I, I'm just thinking yeah. about talking to my brothers. Like, I would never sugarcoat anything with them. I'm like, no, you're yeah. being a jerk right now. Like, she doesn't yeah. sugarcoat with us. Yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay. So you guys are, let's, uh, we're going to talk some more, but let's get some music, okay? Oh, okay. We want to hear money. And uh, if that's cool, yes. Of course. We actually are going to mix it up a little bit. Okay. I usually sing the song, 
Pao's going to sing the song today, so you the get like a, gonna sing. a special Woo. edition. Yes. <laughs> an ex- and it's an acoustic version of yes. the song. As All right. Well, it's so. an exclusive here on the Preston and Steve Show. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Warning with Money on MMR. Singer? You're not the lead singer? <laughs> that's insane. That is the, the lungs on you, the power that you've got, that's By the crazy. Way, you're yeah, all very diminutive here, so yes. the fact that that came out of you, any of you, is amazing. <laughs> what were you going to say, Danielle? That, yeah, her lung capacity is amazing. She sings like that while playing the drums. Wow. Every oh, yeah. night. So, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. That, ha! Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. even <laughs> Here's me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> now that's awesome! Uh, what a great sound, man! Oh man, I'm I'm blown away. No, they, they, they're phenomenal. When like we heard said, the song initially, we're like, "Holy crap!" Like you said, diminutive, small yeah, yeah, in yeah. stature, but huge <laughs> in sound. And you guys are going to be with some other powerful voices later on. You're going to be uh, uh, joining uh, Pretty Reckless, Hailstorm, Lilith Czar. Yes. Amazing! Yeah. That's like a hardcore rock chick fanatic uh, yeah. show set. We're so excited about that. First of all, we're honored to be part of that tour and to be opening for like these bands that we admire so much and just to learn from them i feel like that's the most exciting part about touring with other bands yeah just learning from them and they're just so amazing how about lizzie hale's voice man oh that's crazy insane. right it's insane yeah, yeah. i love her so much, love her so, so much. So have, we're you, excited about that. have you had a chance to, to interact and mingle with any yeah. of them yet? Okay. Yes. Cool. We actually uh, met during the pandemic through Zoom. Through Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In an yeah. event that we were in together. 
Um, and she's the nicest person. She's We've, so sweet. Yes. Yeah. So you, you mentioned learning from them. You guys, did you guys give a couple of TED Talks yourself as far as... Yes. Oh, my God. About get the industry? We, we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was back in, like, 2016 and 17. Were you nervous? Yes. <laughs> like, we were really nervous. 14 and then, like... You know, we so playing, young. it's our thing. Yeah. We love yeah. to do that. But, but like, talking, talking... Yeah. Give, like, with, a with, presentation. nerve-wracking. Yes. With the instruments and the band, the sound system, you got kind of a comfort... Zone, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but but exactly. just a microphone and speaking to an audience. Yeah. I'm going to put you guys in the top 5% of any band we've ever had in here for conversing and everything. So you yes. got it. Oh, Don't you. worry about yeah. it. You're, you've got personality to spare. Mm-hmm. But I know what you're saying at TED Talk, and you were you were addressing the industry, right, and, and, and getting involved. Yeah. That's cool. We love to see this. I don't think the time has ever been better, at least in, as far as we can remember, to have all these um, rocking female bands that are really killing it you know, c- coming into the arena, so you to, and you're on the on the younger end to say, hey, a- anybody can get through that door. It's pretty nice. cool to have you. Uh, what do you, what are your what's your fan base like? Describe your fan base. Is Our it, fan base. It's okay. crazy because it's, it's like a mix of everything. Yeah. It's like, a very familiar fan base, I think. Yeah. Well, is it that's how you say familiar? Oh, familiar? Like familiar that the word no, is no, Spanish. No, it's not. It's um, like a family. family. Familial. <laughs> Familial. Familial. Yeah. Okay, yeah, basically, um, it could go like to older rocker um, people. Yeah. Like, when they first Grew saw us with a Metallica cover, like, yeah. they, they got really into that. And when we released our own music, they were also, like, hooked on that. And they, they're just so amazing. But we also have a younger crowd. Mm-hmm. But we also have, like, a really younger crowd. Like, 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 the older crowd would their bring kids, their, their grandkids. Yeah. And everything. And it and really varies amazing. also, like, by country. <laughs> like, in Mexico, in our, like, home country, it's, like, usually, people like, younger our age. people yeah. our age. But here, we really do see, like, a really wide variety of Okay. People. I think it's cool because, it's, you know, because this is the lifeblood. This station has a, you know, multi-decade history of, of, of rock. And, and, I mean, you know, when uh, Stairway to Heaven came out, that was debut. You know, it was being played as a current here. Wow. So it blows, blows your mind. So... The fact that this, I mean, this always makes us smile because this bodes well for the future of rock, that you guys are doing straight up real rock. Very much so. Yeah. All right, so I have a question, you guys, and this is going to sound a little creepy, but you guys are young, attractive girls. How do you handle the the creeper level, like uh, somebody like me? (laughs) No, but I mean, listen, because so we have this uh, this group's going to be playing our our big festival show, the MM Barbecue Froggy, and they're young as well, three piece female group. And I've I've seen them on social media going, guys, stop with the comments, you know, online and so on that that kind of cross the line. And I'm sure with you know you guys being young and your parents being involved, it's got to be it's got to be a little. How, how do you process that? I mean, you just... the internet is crazy. We always, I mean... Yeah, since we started on the internet, I feel like we've... Like, it's something sad, but, like, you see it all the time. Yeah. And you kind of, like, get desensibilized to it. But we started out, like, our parents, like, really protected us throughout Good. the whole thing. And they still yeah. do. Basically, it's just surrounding yourself with a team that can really help you through it. Because sometimes it could be, like, really weird. Like, yeah. it can be. Yeah. But... And also, like, we, the three of us, we protect each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, we always make sure that if something is happening, that we can help each other and out. It's crazy to think about, but we started 10 years ago. <laughs> so we have, yeah. yeah. We have, yeah. we have uh, seen. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys are, are seasoned pros at this point. Uh, you <laughs> know, it, so, it, yeah. it's funny when you think about it, though, and I, I forget who I was, 
there's another TED Talk, as a matter of fact, talking about how social media is used and who's using it. There's a, a small percentage of people seem to get the most air on social media. When you realize that's not the vast majority of people who are these some of these derelicts and perfs and stuff like that. That the, you know that, that's that's a side thing. And I always our our mindset is just remember the source, remember the kind of person who would get who'd get that way and just dismiss them because it seems like on every other level. The fans and what we read, the comments and stuff, all huge, and, and they love you. By the way, here's a, here's a comment I think you guys will like. A text that came across that says, that song was something you might hear in the intro of a James Bond movie. Oh, <laughs> stop. Thank you. Thank you. That's nice. Well, you know, Billie Eilish just got, uh, they won yeah. the Oscar yeah. for the uh, yeah. Bond movie, which yeah. is pretty cool. Well, I know you guys are headed to Baltimore. Do you have a show tonight or tomorrow night? Or do you even tomorrow know where you're going? Night. Tomorrow yes. night. Okay. Yes. So you need you some a, rest. You got a day off, yes. which is cool. You did us a favor today. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, listen, we're very, very impressed. This is excellent. And we thank you uh, for coming by this morning. One more time for you. Could I get a hey? One more time. Hey! <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, you guys are the best. Stop by here anytime, please. Thank, thank you for having us. Yes, yes thank you so much. much. You'll have our undying support. Let's hear for Alejandra, Danielle, and yeah. Paulina. Thank you, guys. We'll take a break and we'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us, friend. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. How awesome were the, uh, the warnings? I'm kind of in love with those gals. I mean, they were so awesome. bubbly and fun and sweet and cute and... Conversive. Cool and, yeah. and, uh, and really and dialed in. Happy to be here and... Good Lord, the, the, can they tear it up? They can rock. That, that was cool. You know that is a great sign. You yes. know, when we, we were talking about all the chipping away at, at, at rock's, um, you know, importance in the broad scheme of things, you see that hap- coming along and you're like, yeah. okay, we're good. I was real happy to have them in this morning. And they, they've got to play the MM Barbecue sometime. Yes. Yeah, that's all I kept thinking. Yep, me too. we got <laughs> we got to get them. Them and Froggy on a bill for Christ. And, and they are, we were, we were talking about jockeys before, and they are teeny tiny. Yeah. They are just small girls uh, who can who can bring it delivered? Man. Yeah, that was really awesome. Um, so we wrapped up that uh, kind of a little bit earlier than we than we normally do. Uh, that segment because we only had time to to play one song and then move on. But uh, so I got a minute before the bizarre file. I would like to share with you one of the stupidest polls I've ever seen. All right, I love these. <laughs> An ongoing online poll of over twelve hundred people reveals the following: eighty nine percent say they use paper towels. Five oh percent say they do not use paper wow. towels. All right, let me ask. All right, did Bounty fund this poll? No, it's okay. called uh, Tell What. Okay. Well, um, uh, among those who use paper towels, sixty-four percent prefer them to be in the half sheet perforated cut. Oh, I like those. Yeah, me too. And 33 yeah. prefer them to be the You just full brought size. me into the poll. Right. I knew, I knew oh, it. Yeah. Somewhat, as stupid cut. as this was, I knew we would find a way to discuss it. I actually get annoyed if I, like, <clears throat> you know, purchase the full sheets and I'm like, oh, man, what? I thought this was the, the half. You and Clara get along like gangbusters. Well, I know you already do, but yeah, she's she's she loves that. Here's the only time that I, that I don't prefer the half sheets. Okay. Because <clears throat> they're a little bit more than a half sheet, I think. Anyway, uh, is do you ever make bacon at home? You ever cook bacon? Yeah. No. When you, 
Is that, are you asking no, me? that's right. That's <laughs> a stupid question. It involves no, cookies. She's, she's a world-class baker. So if you fry bacon and then you can put it on a paper towel and soak some of the grease out, you know, to sit there and, and, and in its own filth. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so you put, paper, you put paper towels down. And if they're the half-size paper towels, I can't bring myself to get four of them because oh, I would right. always take two and fold yeah, them yeah. together and put it on yeah. top of that. So I will take three and fold that in half. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. And it's just a thing it that's wrong with the half sizes. They should sell bacon drippings, paper towel rolls specifically, specifically yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but your poll makes no sense to me because it says eighty nine percent said they use paper towels, but only five percent say they don't. What happened to they the probably, other six percent? They probably undecided. Left, they, yeah, they probably left off the undecided. I can't decide or, whether I do. They yeah. probably left off the uh, use both. They yeah. probably forgot to put that in there. So. You can do the math and figure that out, but it's not many. Paper towels used to be a big thing, uh, but you know we get into a little uh, thing with my wife and I because when I listen, if a cat the cat vomits or mm-hmm. there's, I don't want to feel the moist wetness. Oh my god! So I will, hundred I, paper towels. I will ball up and I'm do with it because I'm like I'm sorry. Oh, you know I, what? I'm not in the mood to be running my fingers through cat puke. I see the warmth. Is, right. Uh, I don't. I, I don't I, like it. It's so yeah. awful. What I use is um, Clorox wipes for that because it's already moist and oh, no. and it's no. clean. No. I, you know what? I'll use toilet paper actually because I, I feel better about about puffing it up into a big ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll take it in and uh, then you and, and it absorbs it really really right. quickly. You don't make a decorative bouquet after? I don't do that. No, I do, I do that. not do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I you know what? And I. Sometimes I will look at the toilet paper roll, or not the toilet paper, and the the uh, the, the paper towel. It's beautiful, <laughs> and I will uh, I will consider: do I want to use that, or do I want to use a rag? Because it's so wasteful. If I'm going around and cleaning, and I'm just doing paper towel after paper towel after paper towel, and throwing them all away, and I just feel it. Do you use wasteful. the uh, the fabric, the uh, quasi? What do they call them? The um the, 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 the oh, they're like the micro. You're right, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, I just don't like regular those. cotton cloth. Yeah. Let me know, throw this out there to kitchen you. Kitchen towel. Okay. Do you use uh, napkins for, uh, to, for cleanup? No, just I'm just saying it. Paper like in, in my household, I don't even buy them. I so I yeah, we use, use paper towels. I use the paper towels, which is towels. why I like the half ones because even yeah. with dinner, yeah, we need a napkin. That makes that's sense. what I'm using. I'm in line with that. We say that we do have napkins, but they're for like. Guest. party. Yeah. yeah. Special occasion. My mom does the uh, the paper product shopping at BJ's, so we have napkins because she buys them, but I use paper. Well, that was the thing. Yeah. Growing up, we used napkins. My, yeah. my mom always bought napkins, and so she'll come over, and she's like, where are your napkins? I'm like, mm, Did you use cloth? Growing up, did does any family use cloth napkins for, for dinner every night? You know, mm. like... I, no, what a pain! Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's a nightmare situation. Paper towels are very applicable to just about any situation. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, uh, yeah, the the half paper towel I think is a, is a revelation. All right, let me ask you this: yeah. now, if you have a family dinner and there's a whole bunch of people sitting around, and it's not formal per se, mm-hmm. where you just take the paper towel roll and stick, stick it on the it table in the middle of everyone. Yeah. Um, we use, use used dress shirts. Oh, okay. <laughs> no smocks. You, formal. Yeah, smocks. Yeah. yeah. Smocks. I. That's when I'll pull out. We. I also have napkins. They're like leftover napkins from like a birthday party or yeah. you know Christmas or whatever. Yeah, like, happy thirtieth. Here's your <laughs> happy yeah. graduation. Right. What? Right. Yeah. No, yeah. But that's you had a bar mitzvah. I'll yeah. bust out the napkins because I keep them. So I have every whatever I you know bought for every color and. Yeah. You know what you should do, Kathy? When people come over for a celebration like that, you know, it's a family thing. Just present them back cards they've sent you through the years as napkins. <laughs> I wipe my mouth with. <laughs> I 
What a, this was a heartfelt message in this. <laughs> so my um, so my son got COVID last week, and so we we sent him off, and so he wasn't in the house all week long. That's the uh, Spartan way. That's the Spartan way to do it. So it was just me and my two daughters at the house all week, and so we were able. I was able to do this like process of elimination thing. Because uh, in my home, uh, you will find in the bathroom on the floor just used Q-tips, and, and nobody will ever. Ew, what? Dude, Is listen. it near the trash can? Sometimes, sometimes it's just on the counter near the sink, right? Oh. Ew, Kathy, <laughs> that disgusts even me. Oh, good. Here, yes. yes, here's who I know it isn't. And I know it's not me, right. or the dogs. and I know it's not my wife, and it's not the dogs, right? So it's one of my three one kids, of the right? Three. But then also, Kathy, in my house, oftentimes uh, you will go into the bathroom and you'll see the toilet paper roll is is empty, is and and oh, the new toilet paper is next now to next to it, yeah. or, you know, and it's like. So finally, so my son wasn't there all week, and it happened twice. So you once in the downstairs so it's not bathroom, him. and it was not him. <laughs> and I and so last night, did you night, sweat them? I did. And Steve, I finally at dinner last night, I appointed the new good child. So it used to be Casey, and now it's <laughs> now Avery. Is, it, is it Casey who it leaves the toilet? It was Casey. Yeah. Yes. How do you know? Did she fess up? Because uh, yeah, uh, it, well, she didn't fess up, but Avery's like, it wasn't me, and she goes, and it was also upstairs in in our bathroom. And I was like. <gasps> And then Casey dun, dun, had the, the look on her face, and I was like, you are no longer the good one. Avery, you are now the good child. Aww. Yes. Wow. It's wow. ridiculous, Steve. I, and I believe you. I can't, like, I have to apologize to my parents because my kids are actually good, and they're bad. And so... To think of what you did as a kid. To think of what I yeah. was like, and yeah. I must, I, like, I was such a terror for my parents. Don't they say your children are your sentence for doing what you did to your parents? Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Deserve That's it. why we have cats. <laughs> <laughs> so far, no sentence has been imposed upon me because <clears throat> I was my poor parents. Oh my god, my uh, poor parents! Oh my god. I was a nightmare. My did sister you, was a nightmare. She did you ever have? What was the first time you had that full moment where you realized, Jesus Christ, what did I do to them? That's a good question. Oh, yeah. Where, where it really I, hit you, like, yeah. Oh man, I remember mm. it. Like I remember thinking. Wow, I because I, and I wasn't a bad kid, but I remember thinking they didn't have to do everything they did for me. Like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean. They didn't have to pay for my college. They didn't have to buy me my first car. They didn't, you know, like it was all pay for my rent at, right. at school and all of that. And I was like, oh, like because I remember talking to friends and they were like, no, I have all these student loans and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, oh, your your parents didn't pay for you to go to college. They were like, no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. I, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. a good kid. I have to say, I was a good kid. But I did. But when you do appreciate your parents, like I, when I heard the story of, 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 you know, like my dad sweating down to the last second, getting a bonus, and yeah, us so, getting right. in, getting in a uh, our station wagon as my mom did hot chocolate. This is around the holidays, pre Christmas, and we're gonna go look at lights. And what we didn't really realize is that we we're going around last minute, quickly get helping Santa get presents for us yeah and we never knew and they put on and I, at that point i was like oh man no dude i freaking i got arrested <laughs> i got you know i just, it was just it was a nightmare for my when parents. your dad found out about your brothel <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah, you know it was terrible and, it, and what's funny is I've, i'm blind to that or at least i was till a few years ago and we were like it was a uh, you know one of my kids was in middle school and we heard oh my god there was a kid that got got busted with pot or something like that and I'm like oh my god yeah oh my it, at our kids middle school and then I did a reality <laughs> check I'm like oh wait a minute oh. there's an SNL yes. wait a minute yes that is nothing <laughs> why am I uh, 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 just blown away by that there's a bit in fact if, if they can find it and we should probably post it SNL did it this weekend with again. 
the the you know the the mother's going into the daughter's bedroom and you you were drinking and I never did anything like that. Cut to a shot of her. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then she goes, I did a few things that I might have you know, regretted, but nothing like this. And she's, she's straddling like seven different guys <laughs> oh in a car. Yep. She, and, and the guy, each time the guy kept saying, well, well not, we're not virgins anymore. And she'd go, uh-huh. yeah, we're not. <laughs> wow. That's why I always say spring break is a no in my house. Oh, God. Yes. Sorry, you will oh, never go on spring break. Then she says, I would never talk to my mother the way you talk to me. And then cut to the shot of her. <laughs> F you, you know. She's, I think she might have said, suck my beef. <laughs> you effing suck yet. my beef. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that. Oh, for a woman to uh, say that. Uh-huh. That's yeah. It was, it was uh, hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just wanted to point out that we started talking about paper towels. Paper I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we ended up here. <laughs> we ended up with uh, beef. That's like the average paper towel commercial where the, the mother yells out, suck my beef. <laughs> here it is, Preston. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll watch that eventually. Oh, my God. That's great. By the way, I had mentioned smock and somebody texted in, smock. Yeah. 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 Shirt. Yeah. yeah. Art class. Yeah. yeah. Beef. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that with that in school. We're going to need you to bring in a smock on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Smock. I remember we basically we had a we had a smock cabinet in my house. It was all my dad's old. Wealthy. Yeah. That's in the smock well, cabinet. Yeah. I bet you folks have a smock cabinet. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> That's an album name. Hang on, I'm writing that down. The smock cabinet. And as you make a left into the main hallway, the smock cabinet is replete. <laughs> oh, my God. With ivory inlay. All right, I got to write this smock down, cabinet. add that to the list. Okay. <laughs> smock, smock, smock cabinet. cabinet. Smock. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, uh, I think we can do the bizarre file now. If you guys yeah. are cool with that, let's yeah. go for it. <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, it is brought to you this morning, pardon me, by Sequoia Outback, celebrating 25 years, making backyards beautiful all over the Delaware Valley. You can stop in for their annual Memorial Day sale going on now, Route 309 in Hatfield or at decksupplies.com. King's pointer Robert Levine, as his name, 74 years old, or no, I'm sorry, he lives in a place called King's Point. Are you the um, king pointer here? Yeah, look over there. Look uh, over there. His name is Robert Levine. He's 74 yards. Listen to what this guy did. He fired five shots at an unfamiliar fellow condo resident, Herbert Merritt, who was 64, while he was walking his dog near the 15th hole of the golf course at Kings Point early one evening last month, according to the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. I don't know you. Levine, driving a golf cart, pulled up to Merritt and confronted him about walking his dog too close to the golf course. The verbal confrontation took a potentially life and death turn when Levine pointed a handgun at Merritt, who then ran as Levine pursued him around a tree in the cart while <laughs> shooting at the fleeing dog owner, according to the arrest report. So this is essentially a golf cart drive-by. That's what it sounds like. One of the shots hit Merritt in the left ankle, wounding him and dropping him to the ground. Levine wasn't done at that point. An eyewitness told deputies that the golfer kicked Merritt in the head, then went to the golf cart, pulled out a club, and began hitting the fallen dog owner with the club while still holding the handgun in his other hand. So, I'm going to pick one. (laughs) Did the caddy recommend? Six iron. Yeah. um, (laughs) You want a nine mil for this one. Uh 
So a judge who deemed Levine a threat to himself and others issued a risk protection order this week prohibiting from possessing firearms and ammunition for a year. How about golf clubs? Uh, Levine, who has been charged with attempted murder, has hired a lawyer who says that the official version of the events is wrong. And Levine, who has no criminal record, acted in a lawful manner. He says as far as golf club crimes go, there are a lot of holes in this one. Yeah. Oh! Hey! Yes, there were. <laughs> All right, well, we'll follow up on that and see what happens. An apartment in Oklahoma is missing an important fixture after a one-in-a-million lightning strike zapped through the ceiling during powerful thunderstorms this week. A bolt of lightning struck an apartment complex at east of Oklahoma City as waves of severe thunderstorms rolled across the southern plains on Wednesday. And while lightning hits buildings all the time, this particular bolt made a beeline for the toilet. Wow. And if you see the picture, you'll see there are photos of the aftermath, and it shows a distinct char mark on the ceiling directly above the singed and shattered Jesus. toilet. So it just nailed it and blew it up. If you you would have died had you, you been died. sitting on it. Had you been sitting on it. Uh, thankfully, nobody was injured in the freak incident, and new tenants plan to move into the vacant apartment the following morning. What if you don't know about the lightning strike and you're the plumber that goes in to repair that? <laughs> right. Jesus. A woman has died after getting stuck. Oh, this is a horrible. Stuck in a bread machine for an hour, oh, no. just days after another deadly accident. It's the second time a worker has died while op- operating machinery within weeks in just one state. Uh, Virginia Serviano died while cleaning an industrial bread machine at the Azteca market in Selma, North Carolina on Tuesday. Half of her body became trapped in the machine. Jeez. First responders arrived on the scene and spent almost 90 minutes trying to free her. Uh, the fire department basically took the machine apart in order to get her out. The machine appeared to be on while she was cleaning it. Once freed, she was airlifted to Duke University Hospital so doctors could operate on her arm. And she died from her injuries overnight. That's that, you know, that machine thing, you know, the industrial machines. They're made to withstand all kinds of pressure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, whenever I'm watching how it's made, I think about that all the time. Because you'll see those mechanisms that are bending. Clang, 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 clang. Yeah, they're bending metal and doing all kinds of stuff. It's like that can be instant death if handled improperly. The uh, OSHA is also investigating the death of a 22-year-old who died while operating a bread machine as well. So same type of machinery. Deadly bread machines. <laughs> Dave Martina spent 18 months and $55,000 to turn his dream into a reality, and that is owning a state-of-the-art hot dog stand and selling mouth-watering sabrets on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, New Jersey. But the dream derailed last Wednesday when a van slammed into the building, destroying the newly renovated business and nearly everything inside. It sucks. Martina said, I went out for a minute just to go to the store for supplies, and the accident must have happened 10 minutes after that. I got a phone call that said, you better get back. A truck went right through the business. I feel so oh, bad for this guy. Horrible. My new dream is to own a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. People have that yeah. dream. Once you go, once your hot dog yeah. dreams... Uh, police said that the crash is under investigation and no further information was available. Is uh, there is like a GoFundMe thing or anything set up for him? I hope so. Uh, Martina said a friend was working inside and had just served customers hot dogs when he saw the van headed for the building Aww. and he ran out just in time. He said, I just opened up a week ago. 
And then, boom, this happens. He said the van driver was a construction worker who had been hired by the owner for, of a nearby pizzeria. No charges are filed as of this past Thursday. He said everything is destroyed. It's done. There's nothing to save, nothing to salvage. He said he has insurance to cover the physical damage. Uh, he told responding firefighters to take the hot dogs that weren't ruined in the crash. So he may be covered with the insurance. So. Do you like uh, Sabrets? I've, uh, yeah, or are they sure. Sabre or Sabre? I don't, I don't know, know how you pronounce it. I don't know. I like them. But I've had them. Yeah, they're good. They're good, good hot dogs. Uh, let's see. We'll do one more story. Two men face second-degree felony aggravated assault charges following an incident Wednesday night in Austin's Entertainment District. Speaking of hot dogs... The men are accused of beating up a vendor after an argument over the price of a hot dog in front of a bar. Jeremy Delgado and Bobby Wynn were arrested after officers spoke with witnesses at the scene and reviewed cameras in the area of the incident. Though a uh, Through a witness account, the affidavit said Delgado pushed the vendor to the ground following an argument over the price of a hot dog, which was $6. Six. And then he and Wynn punched and kicked the vendor several times. I think I'm going to need to murder you. Another witness said Delgado started yelling at the vendor uh, about the price, and then it got out of hand. After the incident, they ran off to a parking uh, lot under Interstate 35. Police found them and detained them. Officers noticed blood stains in Delgado's shoes and pants, hmm. and the officer didn't see any injuries on Delgado that were consistent with the blood stains. So that led the officer to believe that the stains came from kicking the vendor. He got blood on his shoes from kicking the guy. He was kicking the dude. At any point, was there the possibility of going to a cheaper hot dog place? I, you know, maybe not. Maybe this is all that they it's had, it. Steve. So the vendor sustained life-threatening injuries, including a laceration on his head that required several staples, lacerated liver. Now he's got to raise the prices. Along with severe pain all over his body. The vendor was uh, uh, taken to a hospital, and officer found him covered in blood in front of the bar. Both are listed as being in custody. But he's a guy busting his ass, doing, yeah. you know, trying to you know, sell hot dogs out of a stand. Messed up. Somebody texted in and just said, that sucks beef. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Suck my beef. All right, uh, with that, we are now... Hey, that's it for your Bizarre that's File, it. and we are now able to do this. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. Word is podcast, my friend. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. Three ways for you to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, just enter it via the MMR app or WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. So let me hit that again. Uh, oh, by the way, it's sponsored by AAA Distributor. Yeah. Let me hit the word again. Podcast. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. We want you to win this. Make sure you enter it. Good luck to you. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. We're going to give something else away. Lesson question prize day pair of tickets is MMR rocks rocks uh, Roger Waters Friday, August 5th at the Wells Fargo Center. How about that? Yeah, pretty awesome. <clears throat> All right, so... I think we're going to go with this. If a racehorse suffers a broken leg, how do they sometimes have to euthanize it? 
and it's not shooting it. No. Like, what do they do? <clears throat> if a racehorse suffers a broken leg, how do they sometimes have to euthanize the horse? We were talking about that earlier this morning. In the 8 o'clock hour, if you heard it and you know, you should call right now because you just might win. And we'll do the trash while we wait for your phone call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. Trusted experts since 1939, A.D. Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. Visit them on the web at admoyer.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Ellen Pompeo and the cast of Grey's Anatomy threw a huge party to celebrate the show's 400th episode. Pompeo says she owes the success of the show to people forgetting their DVRs are still recording it. Ah, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp both issued statements. Both of them issued statements on their ongoing defamation trial. Amazingly, Bosch issued the exact same statement, which read, quote, Do you see what I'm dealing with? (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, the Queen has decided that this year's traditional color balcony appearance will only include the Queen and family members performing public duties on her behalf. The move effectively bars Prince William from the event, prompting him to say he plans on performing a public public duty backseat of her carriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, All right, let's uh, go to the phones, try and get a winner for this. Uh, we need to know the answer to this question. If a racehorse suffers a broken leg, how do they sometimes have to euthanize the horse? 215263-WMMR is the number. Uh, we will go to Steve, see if we can get an answer. Hey, Steve, good morning. Hey, how's it going? It was a grenade. A grenade, yes. You got it. Hang on. They stick it in the animal's mouth. Steve Steve got it right, and we're going to give him a pair of tickets to see Roger Waters, Friday, August 5th, Wells Fargo Center. This is not a drill tour, performing in the round, and tickets for both shows, August 5th and 6th, are on sale now, and complete details available at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, uh, one or two things for music news today. We'll begin with this. Uh, Judas Priest frontman Rob Halford saluted the bands, legions of fans who would not give up until Priest was firmly entrenched into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the band, which has been eligible since 1999, were shortlisted to make the cut last year, but ultimately came up short. Rob said that the band gaining entry this year in the Musical Excellence Award uh, slot has much to do with Priest's musicality, uh, as much to do with Priest's musicality as it does their fans' allegiance and belief in the group. He said, I've been watching those fan votes ever since the Rock Hall voting began. Like, I've done every time, he said. (laughs) And it was such a joy to see the consistency of the fans around the world because a lot of people forget that uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is essentially supported with heavy metal maniacs voting for Priest from all around the world. So to see that, to see those votes, it's a hell of a lot of people. That's a lot of fans really wanting for this band and, you know, really supporting this opportunity for us. So he's happy about that. That's cool. And it is cool to, see, to get them in. And he's gracious about it. He is. Fozzie released their eighth studio album called Boombox on Friday. We just had Chris Jericho in a yes. couple of weeks ago. Such a cool guy. Yep. He said uh, apparently it features the band's new single, I Still Burn, which is currently number 24 and rising on the active rock radio charts. The 12-track collection also features their top 10 singles, Nowhere to Run and Sane. 
Chris Jericho said after already having three charting hits over the past 18 months from an album that is only now getting released and then playing them along with uh, three other bangers from the record, uh, live every night, I can honestly say the Boombox is going to be a smash hit for our band. Watching the fans and friends of Fozzie rock out of these new tunes nightly with open arms and open legs confirms that <laughs> we were... A thousand percent correct in waiting until the time was a thousand percent right to release what we feel is the album of our career. I think he was quoting The Who from You Better, You Better, You Bet. Right. Uh, let's see. Boombox is the follow-up to Fozzie's 2017 album, Judas. And uh, two more quick things. Yesterday, at the invitation from Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky... Bono and the Edge performed an acoustic concert in the subway-turned-bomb shelter of Kiev, and Rolling Stone reported that the pair performed With or Without You, Desire, Angel of Harlem, Vertigo, and a rendition of Benny King's Stand By Me that replaced the titular Me with Ukraine. Uh, we have some audio to play of that. Yes, we have uh, them performing Angel of Harlem. Let's play a little bit of that. It's yeah. a nice sort of um, moody setup, too. If you look at the video, there's sort of a smoky. It's probably the hue of the dust, uh, you know, the dust falling from the explosions. But uh, it's it's pretty wild. Yeah, I was reading the, the, the fan shot footage shows it was professionally lit and filmed. Uh, various Ukrainian musicians turned soldiers uh, joined the duo to sing along on the stage. Do we have another clip? This is With or Without You? Yeah, With or Without You. Man, that'd be hard. It's very fast. Yeah. The Stand By Me version he did with a uh, Ukrainian band named Anitilia, I think it's pronounced. But they took a break from uh, fighting to come back and be a band again to do it with them. All right, so this is them playing yeah. uh, Stand By Me.
Gilly's other oh cover as well. We miss you, Mickey. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have brought that up here now. Sorry you were sicky. Sorry you were sicky. <laughs> you mechanical bull. You reset us all on the path to stability by teaching us that it's all about your core. <laughs> about your core? So you stay on the bull. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, when well, Russia wants to buck us out of the world, we're holding on like John Travolta held on so he can keep his girlfriend. Missy, was that her name? I don't know. Was it? Deborah like, Winger. Deborah Winger, yeah. And he did. Way you to go, can Paul. too, thank you. I am in sport. Oh, my God. Mickey Gelly. He will be missed. Huh. King of Chile. All right, and then uh, one last thing. We have uh, an MMRBQ ticket raid that is taking place uh, Wednesday. Uh-huh. This one will be, hang on, let me have the information here. Rita's Water Ice, 14 Swamp Road in Newtown. Uh, this Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Make sure you stop by because not only can you enjoy all your favorite frozen treats, but you have a chance to win a pair of tickets to the MMRBQ every 15 minutes. And you can uh, get the complete de- details at WMMR.com. If you win your tickets, you're going to go see Disturbed and Pretty Reckless and Royal Blood and Living Color and all the bands that are going to be there. Do I violate protocol if I mention mine? I, I have one on Saturday. No, I didn't know you had oh, one coming up. Monster Pets on uh, Delaware Avenue. And I'll give the exact addresses uh, up on PrestonSteve.com. But I'll be there from 1230, I believe, to 230. This is Saturday when you're out and about. And uh, drop on by. And I love Monster Pets because... Yeah. You have pets. Excellent. All right. And with that, we will take our final break. Come back in a second. Get ready to wrap it up. Letter of the day, word of the week prize. We have a dinner for 10 <laughs> for Nebraza Brazilian Steakhouse. Make it nine. Really, really. It sounds <laughs> desperate. Uh, really cool prize to give away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay there. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On this Monday morning, uh, as we're getting ready to wrap up today's program, and uh, before we do any of that, some thank yous are in order, and I want to thank our guests who are on the show today. The group The Warning were here, and they were fantastic. I love them. They're great. I was talking to Kathy. They're completely energetic. They're adorable. Yeah. And super talented, and they rock like mofos. Yeah, they were a lot of fun, really sweet, easy to talk to, having a really good time, and they back it up with yep. the music, and uh, they can they can really uh, make it grind. And so they played this song called Money, uh, which you're definitely going to hear again on MMR, but uh, three girls, I think they're uh, 22, 20, and 17 years 17. old. I know, yeah. And they've been playing since they were like seven years old yeah. together. Yeah, she said ten years ago. <laughs> They're from Mexico. You can check them out, thewarningband.com. And uh, they were great to, uh, to have in here. I want to see more of them. Yeah. So much fun. Absolutely. Um, let me see here. I think, yeah, we have a special phone call we're going to go to. All right, let me uh, let me get that person on the line. Hi, is this uh, Cheryl? It is. 
Liz. How are you? Great. Cheryl, you're on the air, and there's a reason for that. Why is that? I just won $500. Yeah! Well, how about that? That's awesome, Cheryl. Uh, That's by the way, amazing. Cheryl, you wouldn't happen to be a mother, would you? I did. I am. Yeah. Well, happy. Uh, this is a belated Mother's yeah! Day gift from another mom. Yeah. In case your kids came up short or your uh-huh. husband or people in your life, we're there for you. <laughs> yeah. We got $500 in tickets to the MMRBQ to give to you, Cheryl. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Excellent. Awesome. Where are you from, by the way? Uh, Woodstown, New Jersey. Okay. You ever been to the MMRBQ? I've never been. <gasps> Cheryl. It all changes this year. I'm so excited for you. Excellent. All right. Well, not only you get tickets, but you get the $500 as well. And uh, you get to bring a friend. So please uh, look us up and have a good time. And thank you so much for listening to MMR, Cheryl. Oh, thank you so much. There you go. Congratulations. Your next opportunity coming up with Pierre around noon or so. So uh, get yourself ready for that. Not noon or so. Noon. That's when it happens. So make sure you're ready. All right. We need to do the letter of the day. So here we go. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter M as in MVP. All right. And we will give away this really cool prize on Friday. It is dinner for 10 at Nebraza Brazilian Steakhouse to celebrate the graduate in your life with 15 different cuts of meat and fish served right at your table and a gourmet salad bar. It is the perfect place for your graduation celebration. Private rooms available for parties 16 or more. Info and reservations at nebraza.com. So... Collect those letters. We will give that away on Friday. Also going to take a moment to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme. From city to shore, Acme has everything that you need to prep for this summer season. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And by Horizon, by a new system. And get up to $1,000 off. Book in seconds at horizonservices.com slash book. Uh, tomorrow's program, Tattoos Day, will be happening. So we'll give away some free ink. And then we'll see what else we can get into. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. It's beautiful. Get out there and enjoy it. See you tomorrow. Preston and Steve. Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the...